When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome one and all to Modern Day Debate. We are a neutral, non-partisan platform welcoming everyone from all walks of life. If you're looking for even more fantastic debates like Evolution on Trial, well, we are all over the interwebs, including your favorite podcasting platform, like our new TikTok, the link of which is in the description below. So if you enjoy debates, please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, which brings us to Evolution on Trial with our debaters, CP and Snake, and Nathan and Witsit gets it here to help us find out. And if you enjoy what either of them have to say tonight, all of our guest links are in the description below. We will also be moving into a Q&A after the conversation so you can send in your burning desire question. And of course, Super Chats will get yours sent to the top of the list. But with that, we are going to hand it over to the opening statement. The floor is all yours. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, so we are going to be here. Uh, we are going to be going uh, against what is traditionally taught in our uh, educational system, that being evolution. And so I actually did want to start this out with um, something that is not evolutionarily based up front. You don't need to believe in evolution uh, or not to uh, for this information. Uh, but this here is actually a picture of the leading cause of death in our country. This is late stage heart disease on the A side. And then the B side is a five-year follow-up. They widen their arteries, not just in their heart, but their whole body. No medication, no surgery. This has been done with nutrition alone. This is the only way in our medical clinical data that has been shown to reverse heart disease. This is done with plant-based eating. So people with chest pain, joint pain, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, they have dropped their cholesterol 100 points, blood pressure 20 points in just a matter of weeks. And why I bring that up <clears throat> is actually because, uh, so I'm going to school for nutritional cardiology, and I have to write a paper through the evolutionary worldview lens, uh, because that is what is taught in science. And so I want to write a paper on the metabolic development of, huma of humanity and go through the key developmental points of our metabolism, starting from the beginning to now to show why plants are the only way so far that have been shown to reverse heart disease. 
And why I start with that is because what that is right there, what this this picture is, this angiogram, this is this is data. This is something that we have observed, we have recorded, and that is something that is required when you claim to be science. Once you claim to be a science, uh, you fall under the scrutiny of the scientific method. You are allowed to be criticized. You are allowed to be examined for strengths and weaknesses, and uh, you have to be able to validate that with evidence. The other thing that uh, evolution does is it makes uh, worldview exclusive claims. So evolution makes claims. A typical counter to evolution would be creation, uh, not any particular uh, brand of creation, but just creation in general. What evolution does claim that a lot of creation does not are worldview exclusive claims. That would be something like non-life being able to become alive, which is very important because if no life can form naturally, then nothing starts evolving. And uh, so that is a worldview exclusive claim. You also have the exclusive claims like prokaryotes becoming eukaryotes. You have to be able to uh, demonstrate that a parent's, um, a parent's population can over time have a bifurcation of the populations. And suddenly you have offspring that are plants on one side, plant cells and animal cells on the other side. This is a worldview exclusive claim of evolution when you take it to the macro sense of common ancestry. So these are claims that will need to be shown because they do defy our everyday beliefs. Uh, the only thing that we have ever observed, uh, and I've gone to quite a few sources for this to confirm it, but the only thing that we have ever observed is non-life staying on not alive uh, we are not able to naturally swell chemicals and then have them produce life. And we only have ever observed life producing life, uh, never spawning from not living. You also have um, uh, like bacteria have only ever remained bacteria. Richard Lenski right now has the longest running experiment. And those are still E. coli. They are not becoming a new type of, say, algae or anything like that. Uh, dogs have always produced dogs. And uh, people have always produced people. That's all we've observed. That's all we recorded. So that is our scientific data. Uh, so your worldview exclusive claim that is counter to these 100% of scientific observations we've made in the natural world, you have to be able to show something that is to the contrary of everything that we have ever observed and ever recorded. Uh, because as far as creation goes, in time, you could show a dog produce a non-dog that would falsify creation. But until then, that at least jives with creation. But evolution claims that a, a tree shrew millions of years ago became the mammals that we have now, including dogs, including us. So you have to be able to show that a that is actually possible rather than gene pools containing certain limits. Uh, that is about all that I have just to open. So, uh, Austin, if you want to add anything to it, uh, feel free. Uh, do you know, hey, how much time do we have left? Do you know? Amy. about seven seven minutes ish okay yeah so uh like like nathan said when when you claim to be a science you have to adhere to uh the scientific method um of course this is claiming a natural science it claims to the natural world so we have very specific parameters that natural science is you have a naturally occurring observable phenomena evolution dies right there Literally, you don't even have the first step of the scientific method. You don't have a naturally occurring observable phenomenon, much less are you actually presupposing a cause, manipulating it, controlling the alternative variables, and then doing a scientific experiment to prove the cause of this alleged effect. 
I actually call evolution religion for atheists because that's what it is. Um, and what I know for sure the rebuttal to Nathan will be is, well, you're conflating subjects. You're talking about abiogenesis. We're talking about evolution. Evolutionists use this tactic a lot. Um, they try to compartmentalize the conversation to get a free pass on all the assumptions integrated into it. One of the examples of this is, like he said, abiogenesis. Now, say someone's a creationist and they want to um, invoke evolution. It makes it slightly more tenable, but it's still absurd. But um, another one that's... So we know that truthfully, evolution was proposed as a way to explain life, the complexity within, without invoking intelligent design. And any good faith assessment of the conversation would acknowledge this. But it is a typical tactic to compartmentalize and say, oh, well, that's a different subject. Well, that's convenient because that is impossible, of course, to have organic life stem from inorganic matter. But to get out ahead of that, that will be the rebuttal. So we'll set that aside for a second. One of the assumptions that evolutionists like to ignore is the immensity of the timeline. You need billions of years at least. In fact, to even get it to statistically be possible, uh, you have to actually assume infinite time. Infinite time and infinite possibilities. Of course, this does not exist. Time being merely conceptual, but even in that conceptual linear uh, program that is time, you don't have an infinite amount. And uh, you then come up with uh, fairy tales within that assumption built upon things like radiometric dating. Radiometric dating, you don't get to pretend that's not part of your claim. It objectively is. It's a requirement. It's a prerequisite. In fact, the debate should start there every single time until you can establish the validity and veracity of, the, of your timeline claims. You can't even pretend evolution is viable in theory. And, and evolutionists don't want to talk about this, but we're going to have to because that's the first step. You need billions of years at least, which means you need to substantiate your claims that that exists. Uh, and you cannot do that, of course. There's many reasons we get into it, but of course, the daughter parent isotope relationship, the lack of contamination, a constant decay rate, and many other things. Um, so we can gladly get into that. You, you know, That's the first part of it. And this is a religion. And so I think that it would be best that people would just accept evolution as a religion, disguising itself as science, masquerading as science. It doesn't adhere to the natural scientific method. Um, so that's the fundamental part, of course, the scientific or the statistical impossibility of nucleotides and proteins magically co-aligning themselves perfectly and mutations being beneficial consistently. And then addressing irreducible, irreducible complexity, where the organisms would actually have to have like, you know, coexisting parts and mechanisms that all work together in order to sustain life. And basically, when it comes to evolution in summary, we're supposed to give them this magic wand where they can just say what ifs and make up science fiction stories on the go, on the run as they make stuff up. And somehow that's science. Um, but it is not. So we're going to have to hold your feet to the fire as it pertains to that. And we're going to be calling out the base assumptions and evolution. And once that happens, evolution dies. Thank you so much for your opening statements. That was the skeptics. We're going to hand it over to the evolution side for their opening statement. The floor is yours. Snake, you're on mute. Are you able to make my picture bigger or should I just share screen? If you would like to share screen, that may be easier. Okay. All right, hopefully that's big enough. And I'm just start my own timer. Okay. 
Uh, so let's talk about the scientific method for a moment. The basic aim and method of science is to seek rules and principles that predict the operation of observable things. Evolution does this. Creationism cannot. The proof is in the pudding. Um, evolution has the fruits and creation does not. Uh, additionally, evolution is cross-confirmed by nuclear physics, thermodynamics, chemistry, mathematics, archaeology, geology, paleontology, comparative genomics, and comparative anatomy, among others, as well as its numerous predictions of biological functions, fossil record predictions, and uses in technology and medicine um, that the theory produces real results. So uh, this debate is titled Evolution on Trial. Well, evolution has been on trial many times. These are just a few of the famous cases where evolution has won every time and creationism has lost every time. Uh, intelligent design and creationism were conclusively shown over and over to be completely unscientific in a court of law. This trend will continue tonight. Uh, the theory that all life is connected by way of evolution gives us predictions about the fossil record, predictions that the inconsistent, vague creationist hypothesis cannot, thus making evolution scientific by definition. That's how it works. There are zero reasonable objections to the fact that it's possible, and to propose that it predicts the record of animal populations by pure coincidence is pure dishonesty. Every single change necessary for macroevolutionary changes has been observed in real time and observed in the fossil record. Um, we literally have a video of life's history. A video is a series of still images and fossils are still images. There, We have this video literally recorded in stone. Um, so maybe a low frame rate may have some gaps, um, ever shrinking gaps, uh, but we do know the order and time scale of each frame of this video. If our estimates about uh, radiometric dating are wrong by anything significant, then the oceans would boil off and the Earth's crust would be molten from radiometric decay, the friction of meteors, and plate tectonics. Obviously, this is not the case because we're not all on fire right now. Uh, this is known as the heat problem of creationism, and the best creationists have admitted there is no scientific solution to this problem. As for the mechanics of evolution itself, every single difference in the populations of life's history are already accounted for by observable microevolution. That's both accepted by creationists because it's observable in living organisms today. We know that the size, shape, orientation, location, number, and chemical composition of bones, organs, and tissues can change within accepted biblical kinds, and creationists accept this so they can fit everything on the ark, um, even though they still don't fit. Um, the amount of accepted variation within kinds is larger than the gaps between kinds. If the Bengal cat is related to the saber-toothed tiger, then why is there so much more? Why are they so much more similar to the genet cat, who's supposedly not related? Creationists don't give reasons for their ad hoc separations, especially when we add in more transitional forms that bridge those gaps. If the creationists insist transitional forms are their own kind, they shoot themselves in the foot, since that contains the same potential diversity, less overlapping. If the transitional forms are stuck in an existing kind, uh, this increases the accepted diversity range within one and shrinks the gap between them even more, still resulting in a unified kind. Uh, this has been done in baromenology and studied. Um, baronology is the study of created kinds, and it demonstrates the self-defeating problem of creationism. There's no, there's, uh, this has been studied. The baromenologists have been studied by the scientists, the real scientists. So baromenologists tried to find a hard criteria for kind. A baromen was declared when morphological distance of clusters had larger gaps between them than the size of the cluster itself. Uh, but as more fossils were discovered, the clusters 
got connected consistently and grew larger, and the definition of Behrman collapsed, and they abandoned this uh, method. So since the once creationist standards ended up proving evolution and connecting dinosaurs to birds particularly, they didn't like that, so they stopped using that method. They followed emotion and presupposition rather than the science. The amount of creationists accepted uh, variation within kind, such as in coelacanth, is just as large as the difference between fishes that creationists consider not related. So if these bones can coordinate and grow so large and prominent and change skull structure and still be functional, um, and so can fins and hands, what's to stop fins from evolving into fingers? Absolutely nothing. We know the slight change to existing parts can give functions new functions to those parts. Another great example, all creationist orgs recognize Mesohippus as an early horse ancestor to the modern horse. How do they determine this? Through comparative anatomy. Uh, even though the difference between the first horses and modern horses is actually larger than the difference between Mesohippus and the taper. Only substantial difference is neck length. Fossil tapers are also more similar to fossil horses than they are to the modern tapers. Since they're derivatives, this makes sense. Again, the gaps between the kinds are smaller than the amount of change seen within the kind. So the root of the tree is more similar to other roots of trees than they are to their, brand, their own branches. This is only true if evolution is true. Uh, the early and modern horses look similar, but they're actually further apart from each other than the tapers are from the early horses. Not in least part because modern horses have one toe and early horses have three, like the tapers. That's a lot of functional morphological evolution within horses, but a smaller amount of change between early horses and early tapers isn't possible somehow. That's not, that gap is not bridgeable by evolution. Uh, so we have a double standard. Um, if we're to avoid it, then the smaller anatomical differences should be considered evolved as well. Comparative anatomy is used inconsistently by creationists when the results show all kinds are connected by similar overlapping populations. For example, creation ministries claim to be able to identify fossil snakes from just jawbones or just vertebra alone. How would they know unless they're using comparative anatomy? Creationists accept that comparative anatomy and genetics prove relation with some kinds of animals, but arbitrarily decide that the same methods don't work on others. They have to contradict themselves and make arbitrary separations because they know they have to cram a ton of variation into some kinds just to have enough room on Noah's Ark, but they don't want us to be apes. Creationists admit to, uh, to uh, creationists attempt to create genetic barriers. Um, and that always fails, like DNA barcoding. They'll just pick arbitrary thresholds and split up humans and apes. But what happens is now all the cats aren't in the same kind anymore, and each canine is in a different kind. And the same thing happens to others. So, whoops, that overloads Noah's Ark. If we increase the threshold to include all cats of the same kind, that gets humans and apes in the same kind. Uh, so there's no standard that evolution skeptics can ever propose that doesn't debunk their own necessary entailments. They can't tell us um, how they know things are related or not. Could this be the same kind of animal? They're almost identical. Uh, could these be the same kind? All that separates them is slight proportion differences of the same bones in the same locations. Something we know happens all the time. Same method we use to know elephants are all related. Um, so could the upper animal have elongated its tail and shrunk its legs? Yes, this is creationist accepted diversity. This is possible. Every difference here is covered and observed, covered by observed creationists accepted diversity within kind, and yet creationists will dishonestly attempt to compare only those far away from each other in taxonomy, rather than include the tra transitions between. Uh, we have tons of examples of half-evolved traits, like half-evolved fangs, fully evolved fangs, follow the same developmental pattern found in fossils, which is that they indent and fold instead of being created with uh, just a hollow tube through it. They actually fold from a non-fang. 
Um, we've observed in real time the macroevolution of a new kind of organism. Single cellular algaes and yeast of different species and different methods have been observed to independently evolve multicellular bodies, not random clumpings of individuals coming together. Uh, this is the beginning of tissue differentiation, um, proving that definitively that the new functional information can evolve without any intelligent design simply by modifying existing genes. Organisms don't suddenly sprout wings. They modify them from existing structures. It's a major misconception about evolution. Number two being that it's undirected. It's not the environment directs evolution. Uh, plants are amazing examples of evolution too. All these plants are can crossbreed with each other and graft onto each other, meaning they're related. We have plants with drastically different body plans and internal chemistry like these, yet we know they're related. Same with mustard flowers that evolved into broccolis and other plants, uh, which can also be grafted together or crossbred. They're modifications of existing structures, yet they have different structures by emphasizing different traits. And that's what we're talking about today is evolution, which is not origin of life, but origin of species and change of life. Um, everyone knows that that's that we're not here to talk about abiogenesis, Nathan. Uh, also, the fractal patternicity of Romanesco broccoli is yet another beautiful and incontrovertible, incontrovertible example of functional information evolving without any intelligent design. Um, so ERVs prove that it's a mathematical genetic certainty that evolution happened. These are viral elements that inserted randomly into host DNA. They get inherited if they infect the right cells. There are thousands of these infections and given random nature, all similarities for these highly variable regions are only possible through evolution. They connect all of mammalia. We share hundreds of these with chimps and that's just one virus group uh, that's on screen. Um, up uh, over 200 of them, some of them which belong to non-human species that in their wild form do not infect humans. They were acquired by non-human ancestors. Uh, this number here is how um, likely it is that this happened by chance. Uh, that's more than 83 Googles, each of which is followed by 100 zeros. There isn't even a word for a number that large. Um, 20 times larger than the particles in the universe, or than the number of particles in the universe. There are lab experiments showing that ERVs can be restored to active viruses, proving they're viruses, not divine. If anything, the creator could and should easily use these to disprove common ancestry, yet we see precisely what expect with evolution. Um, endosymbiosis is evidence of evolution because they are invasive cells that have a different form of DNA. Um, mitochondria are. Um, this has been observed to happen in nature and in the lab. So that's been tested. Um, so, and there's no reason to, to, for a creator to do it like this because there are animals that don't have mitochondria with their own bacterial DNA. Uh, the fact is that evolution makes novel uh, predictions such as uh, Archaeopteryx and Tiktaalik um, and many more and explains them mechanistically. Thus, it is science by definition. The only move that remains for the evolution skeptic is to assert that reading an ancient religious tome is a better scientific method. If you use this method of assuming absolute certainty of some book, you'll categorically never be able to know if it is wrong, just a blind abstention. We know creationists and creationists accept that the size, proportions, shape, orientation, location, number, function, and chemical composition of bones, as well as muscles, organs, and tissues can change with accepted biblical kinds, and creationists accept this, but they can't put them together. This somehow magically stops at some point that they don't like. Um, so... Basically, what we went over is these four points. All necessary changes are proven to be possible. Only small anatomical gaps exist, explainable by what's observed and predicted by evolution. There's a presence of genetic and anatomical features only possible through evolution, and evolution can predict the natural world. 
all of this evidence backs evolution. What backs the alternative? Absolutely nothing. No ability to define the terms. No evidence. The alternative isn't scientifically possible due to the heat problem and is all rests on God of the gaps fallacy. So compare the two weights of evidence. Um, all they can do is just assert a ridiculously high bar of evidence so that unless we have a video evidence of cherry picked every cherry picked step of evolution, we can't be confident in it at all. So that is my presentation. Thank you so very much. Snake was right. I do have to say it was 12 minutes split. And so what I'm just going to do is that however long CP that you talk for, I am just going to have a counter and we're just going to give that to the other side and then we're just going to go into the opposition or to the conversation. But C CP, right over to you. And okay. Yeah, I'll just try to keep this extremely brief, just sort of touching on like very, very layman's terms, everything wrong with the very first argument. So basically... You claimed that the only thing we can ever observe is that non-life stay is not a life. Um, what the fuck? If you simply just look at dogs, you can see evolution within years. You can see crossbreeding to very specifically make a type of dog that wasn't there before. Like a dog that you would see on the street is nothing to do with a wolf. And that is immediate evolution. We do not need carbon dating. We do not need millions and millions of years to see this. The food that you are eating in the fridge is literally evolution. It's been genetically modified to be a certain way. You can possibly argue that this is humans doing it, but if they're doing it via natural means in a much quicker rate, showing that it can happen within the natural world. You also claim that evolution is religion for atheists? No, because evolution is constantly changing and adapting via scientific evidence that we receive. And you claim that believing in evolution therefore excludes you from believing anything else. Honey, you can believe whatever the fuck you want. No one's telling you not to believe in God if you want to believe in evolution. That's freedom of choice. The only difference between evolution and religion is we're not damning you to hell if you don't believe in us. That's something else. So, um, you don't need billions of years to see evolution. You can literally see evolution in your refrigerator. And I just want to keep it brief. So that's all I got to say. Mm -hmm. That works out. So basically, guys, I'll give you a minute and then right back into the open back and forth. Thank you, both of you, all of you. Nathan, let me take the minute and then I'll just let you talk. At first. Uh, I just got to say, like, you guys are saying contradictory things and then Snake's entire presentation was about creationism. Like literally the entire thing, everything he said, God, 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 I hate God, creationism, creationism, creationism. But that's not what the debate's about. It's this evolution on trial, a positive claim of evolution. It has nothing to do with creationism. And then your own partner then says it has nothing to do with whether or not you believe in creationism. But Snake's entire presentation was about creationism, which goes to prove what I said in my opener, which was... That is the actual motivation for evolutionary assumptions is to uh, avoid intelligent design. And you do need billions of years. And the most important thing they won't get addressed is adaptation. I'm not even going to concede that because that's not real. Because in order for something to quote unquote adapt to its environment, it already has the information and ability to do that within it ingrained, which means there is no external information introduced to give you adaptation, nor can you jump over to change the species. And all right. With that, well, uh, it's all to the entire floor. The open conversation begins. 
So what's it? Why did you think that my whole presentation was just about God? Did you just did everything with the scientific evidence and the papers? Did you think that was all about God too? Well, everything you were saying was about how creation no, is can't wasn't. explain it. So you literally every slide, literally every slide. I didn't, slide. didn't understand what Snake was talking about. I Snake didn't up, understand it. I had up scientific papers <laughs> for every single claim that I made. Why were you talking about God? I though? talked about how how we can observe in real time genetic and morphological changes. Did that go over your head? No, no. I'm just saying, like, why were you talking about creationism so much? Because you're a creationist. Okay, but that's not what. And the that's the cha- that's the challenge to evolution. Well, so only creationists, only creationists challenge evolution. Yeah, and doesn't the fact that I have a different perspective actually disprove your point that evolution and religion are mutually exclusive? You said it disproves your partner's I point. But me and my partner are not the same person. Um, point? Which also shows evolution because genetically we yeah. are quite different. What point you guys should is, debate then? Is, I guess is contradictory <laughs> here, between us. Well, let's address some of what Snake was saying here. So. Uh, I do think that um, a lot of what uh, Snake was saying, like showing these examples of animals being able to do different things with their limbs, animals are able to figure things out. They're smart. They're trying to work with their environment. So if a fish has fins, it can still try to do some things with those fins. But to show them to to turn into something like an arm, which has a completely different function, is I don't think something that we have ever observed. But we can observe these uh, micro uh austin you dismissed it but like these variations these adaptations these things are able to uh become more accustomed to their environment to give them a better chance of survival especially animals where survival is pretty much one of the only things on their minds uh snake you did mention that uh there are predictions that are able to be made um with evolution i would like to ask you about that because uh say for example one of the things that um you're able to predict if you were going to take, uh, for example, this is about evolution, but uh, a lot of, I think uh, just about everybody knows creation is kind of the main um, opponent of evolution uh, in our war- modern world. And so uh, a prediction of, uh, of creation would be something like, uh, say you uh, grow peaches. And so you're going to be able to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to plant these peaches and they're going to, produce peach trees every single time. So we, a, a creationist could predict that and that they're going to be able to get those peaches. And this is something that an industry would rely on. Like if you were a peach farmer, you're going to want to have peaches. You're not going to want to have pine cones pop off of those trees. Uh, whereas evolution is self-admitted to be blind, random, and misguided. It is not able to misguided. make a prediction about what a future, uh, what future species would arise. Um, okay. And before I'll let, you, I'll let you answer that, but I, I do want to quickly address to this thing with with species. So there is something with like speciation. Well, this is the uh, third whether... point now that you're on. Okay, uh, go for it then. Then I'll, I'll okay. get back up. So fish fins as legs. There are fish that use their limbs as legs. I showed one that had literally an elbow joint using walking on the bottom of the ocean. Um, and we know that the shape and orientation of their um, bones can change. I also put up a a paper studying catfish where members of the same species would have wildly different leg uh, fin bones. And so this isn't even comparing different species. It's they have, they all have different shapes of their fin bones and they're all functional. And And we know that their, their muscles and their bone structure can change. So why, and we know that they can walk on land. 
So to clarify, uh, your argument is that anatomical differences prove evolution. That's in a, that's part of the evidence. Well, wow. so with, that makes with it possible. Show, yes. With the fish that you show. So like uh, we have you, you and I have j different jaw structures. And so our yeah. bones look different, but we are still the same species. And you can have uh, especially because uh, of, of mutations add up throughout time. So as these mutations add up, you might get legs that start to grow in a little bit different position. They might dangle a little more straight down or a little a little further back. Uh, and whatever, uh, if one of those, uh, one of those fish can swim faster than the other, they're going to be at a little bit more of a, of a competitive advantage to get food. Uh, right. So, so I, where's the limit of that? Can a, can a, like a wolf like animal that swims a lot, lose its hair and its hind limbs and become more like a whale or a seal? Um, well, I mean, why, why do you have evidence of like something like that actually happening or is it just a fairy tale? Because this, yes. is, wait, wait, this is the point that always question. gets, okay, yes. I ask, one thing. will you concede that for example, no. cancer is genetic? Like if your parents have cancer, you are more likely to have cancer. No, no, no. I actually learned some things in, uh, in my nutritional studies that you can actually affect your genes with the nutrition that you eat. So people who may get cancer because it's in their family lineage, they tend to be eating the same things as their parents, as their grandparents. And so they can get these cancers. But people who they've they've done studies with people who eat plants and within 500 or within three months, 500 genes switch. Good genes turn on, bad genes turn off. And these are able to have cancer preventative effects. So it might have something to do with the environment. That's a nutritional component, not to mention like carcinogens that might be. Yep. All right, Pitch, I'm but that's also genetic. Show the evidence. Wait, Show this is funny. It's we don't cancer even understand is... cancer and car carcinogenic infection is not understood at all. And actually, there's very many studies that show that it's actually parasitic in nature. So, like, I mean, to click I'm, claims I'm founded upon me. carcinogenic infection is insane, dude. It's, it doesn't make any sense. I, I just want to know can someone address what I want to know? I'm literally calling for your evidence. Show me evidence that if they eat a bunch of kale, I'm not going to get breast cancer, despite the fact that I've got her two genetics and an 80% likelihood of getting it. Can you have See, a See, this is a complete. Yeah. This Do you is know what you're asking how to cure are? cancer? We'll talk. Okay. Do you know what There's many examples of such a thing, but it's a diversion. You tried to claim that cancer was genetically passed down. That's a that's a cool story, but that isn't reality. And and this is the main thing that evolutionists people always concede this to evolutionists, but I'm not. Okay, you, we what they do is they say microevolution and adaptation. That's what adaptation. That's what creationists concede. But this is a misnomer because in reality, if there is an like say the birds with the beaks, right? They already had the information within them to change or adapt. That's how evolution, evolution works. to be true. Wait, wait, wait. For evolution to out. be true, you need an external introduction of additional information. No, but we don't. You don't Why? get adaptation. That's not how Why? evolution works. You don't it know is. what you're talking about. Yeah, we, so don't get, no we don't get infected by genetic engineering. That's not how evolution infected? works. Infected? Who said the word yeah, infected? You said an external addition of new information. That's, that's right. Literally you don't understand. That's do literally that means that it was all about. it already contained the information necessary to change. Right. So evolution where did they get change. that information? Evolution where did they get is the change from their parents? Evolution is change of existing traits. So your parents had an arm. What about ERVs? You have an arm too. Where so did they get the to information? Address, Snake? To address uh, from their parents, as I just said, you need to. Oh, these would be uh, okay. So, as a court, so addressing your cancer uh, claims, there are genes called oncogenes which are known to cause cancer or to suppress cancer, and if you have it, you have a higher rate of cancer. And 
those ERVs that I mentioned will sometimes interrupt genes that will cause cancer. So we, there are certain genes that if they're turned off, we know this is the mechanism of cancer. If your cell doesn't have a certain gene or has genetic damage to that gene, then it will get cancer. It can't die you off. You don't understand cancer. So that's a, that's you don't understand false. anything you about any cancer. any evidence that if we eat a you bunch don't. of kale, we're not going to get cancer. You, you know exactly what cancer is. Why don't you cure it? Put that in the chat. I haven't seen a single card. I just want to say that snake think, intentionally, so you snake think intentionally that cancer didn't let me, right, just right, happens. Fast, fast, no, fast. absolutely not. Yeah, you, you intentionally you told me I have no idea what cancer is. You said they get it from How does cancer work? Okay, How you does said that they get work? real fast, one at a time. Why are snake? you so? We're, I still have to address many points that you guys brought okay, up. Fair enough, but can I just address? You said that they get the additional information from their parents, okay? So you don't seem to understand your own position, which was very abundantly clear when you read your, sc your screens off. But my point is that you, you're saying the information's already present. So where did it come from if the idea is that there's billions of years of an evolutionary process where information is additional to the original state? You don't your mommy your and claim, your daddy had sex and their genes mutated and you got those genes. Where'd they get the information? And they recom snake? recombined. Where, where did the additional parents. information come you from? You pick up mutations and the more mutations you have, the more likely you are to develop certain cancers as well. Like cancer is a mutation. You have things in your genes that right. can yeah, this I know. honestly they, sounds no, like you're conceding exactly this. what we're saying. So. No, no, you don't understand the point is that you claim that they have additional information to be able to adapt. What it shows whenever something adapts to its environment is it was intrinsically ingrained with that informative ability to change relative to the environment. So when you show me something that's the same species changing, that doesn't prove anything other than intelligent design. That's what like right, for, let's, for example, let's, let's I did. Dogs, you can breed let, dogs that are. All right. Um, let me let me ask you something, Whitson. Can you explain in your own words for the audience how you understand the concept of natural selection? Because I'm curious how you define it in your own understanding. So, to you, what does natural selection mean? I don't know. The, you, it's not my claim. You tell me. There's 15 different versions. Well, but you're putting you it on trial, and word, you have no what idea do you what you're think talking we're about. There's 15 different versions. So, what do you think it means? Well. It's on a, in, a, in a very rudimentary sense. It's what we all think it means, which is that the, the survival of the fittest. You, you, it's that's it. Survival of the fittest. A five-year-old can understand your claim. It's not that it's complex. It's overly complicated because there's no evidence. And that I think five-year-old version that, of it. That's what, what it is. With, with what yeah. Austin is saying here is you have these these limits. So you're you're in a, uh, different kinds will have a gene pool. And you're allowed to go within this gene pool and experience these different variations. Maybe if you're a dog. If you have thicker hair and you go to thicker fur and you go to a warmer place, you're going to develop thinner fur. You select for dogs if you're breeding that have thinner fur and dogs can get longer legs or shorter legs. Uh, but these there are limits within within this. gene. Yeah. What are the limits? It's God's limits. <laughs> what are the you're limits? Laughing. I is, thought you were creationist. Is it That's limited? Weird. Is it limited? Why do you um, think it's to, a creation? Yeah, each, That's each what he said. Herring, each gene pool has a limitation. You are. Not yeah, what is that to, limit? Um, is the limit, can, can a land mammal not evolve into a whale and why not? Wait, wait, because you're making the positive claim have, that it can. It doesn't have the ability to develop, uh, aquatic required, um, why not? Things like, like gills. Well, well can I, do I need to break Whales down basic don't have logic? Gills. Let me, let Whales me break down basic gills. logic. Okay, uh, we're in the me. middle of a conversation here. You're reversing the burden of proof. Reversal of burden of proof, Alcy. I will say one no, at a time, not. send in love to all. It's textbook shift in the burden of proof. No, it's not. Guys, we don't. We don't want. You're to so, you said that there's a limit. Party, so. 
Okay, go ahead. I mean, just reverse the burden of proof when you're on you trial. You said there's ahead. a limit, so that's your burden of proof. That's what evidence shows us. That's what we have available. No, it's not. You're making additional claims. There is no evidence that shows that a land mammal cannot lose its hair and uh, have its legs. Can, can uh, you prove Santa disappear. does not exist? And well, evolution has predicted the fossils that would be there if that happened. So we have land mammals that look like aquatic land mammals that look like aquatic land mammals with bigger feet that look like aquatic land mammals that have bigger front feet and smaller hind legs and a bigger tail. So that, that's whale evolution. And it's in the right time period. And it's a transitional form. And it was predicted by the theory of evolution. That's why it's science. And that's why you will fail all tonight. Great one. You can go, Nathan. I, I, I was. You can go. Yeah, ahead. you have no. You have no response. Yes, you, I do. You're have, shifting the burden of proof. This is. I just gave. I just gave the. You can't listen. Okay, we're we're so done I, with you. Involved. You don't listen. I just told you. So I have no response. Made, but I just you had told to interrupt you. Me. I just told you that you made the claim about the You're limit, and then man. I gave, and then I gave you the evidence for my claim. Then you just went back and did your your stupid oh. cl first claim, even though I already I was three words in, and you you said so, I have no response, and then I was three words in, and you interrupt me. You stopped so talking. Well, no. right. it's calling you hysterical. I know. Um, he needs to be handled like a little. Are, there are a lot of a lot of different. There, there's variation within species, and there were a, a lot of created kinds. There were a lot of variation within these species, variation within these kinds. So we are able to find fossils that because of uh, how uh, glorious our our, our maker's creative ability is, we can find fossils that pretty much can line up how we, we would like to. Uh, that is is something that I, I do not disagree with. I don't disagree that they you were... can get a, a mudfish that has uh, the ability to, to breathe in, in, in multiple uh, domains. It's, it's uh, a creative uh like here's a, a, a marvel of creation when you get a, an amazing feat within a creature now i'm they're, just they're not curious like up. according to your worldview um I'm, this I'm is your like, worldview on trucks no 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 i'm talking i'm trying to see where you're coming from so i can understand it so Absolutely. when you hear all of this evidence of all of these fossils that we have uncovered I'm just kind of curious, according to your worldview, how do you explain it? Do you think that they are conspiracy theories or fakes? Or do you think that they are basically put there by God? Like, I'm just kind of curious how you account for this evidence and still there, maintain your worldview. Yeah, there are a lot of, of, of various species. And maybe you are a fish that has your legs more straight down, or maybe they're a little more angled back. And uh, in so one thing with creation is there's a post fall and then there's a post flood where you get an environmental difference. And some of these fossils might not have been able to handle a shift going on during a flood or before the fall. And so they are not able to make it into this world where we are now. And so we don't have these species living among us. They were living with us in the past, but right now they, they are not. And maybe having your legs tilted back a little bit, you were a little too um, too slow to be able to escape uh, the the flood or anything like that. There's all yeah, but but it's a, it's it's religious and unfounded if you make that claim, Nathan. But they can make up stories of the past, and I do want to break this down. Okay, this is evolution on trial. It's a positive claim. So you're showing anatomical structural differences in bones and saying that you know therefore things go from one species to another if you make up stories, and then you're granted the assumption of billions of years. You have the positive claim. Snake repeatedly said, show me that isn't true. Show me that can't happen. 
That is incredibly illogical. You can't prove that Santa doesn't exist. You don't prove negatives. You're making the positive claim and you're wanting us to grant billions of years and replace your assumptions. That's not how logic you claim where you're coming from, but what I want to say in terms of where, can I respond to that real quick? And then, yeah, just real quick. So I just want to respond with where I'm coming from with this. So we have presented a plethora of evidence because our our job is to prove our claim. So I understand where you're coming from with this. Now, your job in order to counteract this evidence is to either present counter evidence that is more credible and more believable or to show that our evidence is incredible. And I'm giving you the opportunity right now to challenge our evidence. And what I'm hearing from Pitch is interesting in that basically they believe that there's post-flood and pre-flood. And I'd like to challenge that by asking if that was true, then how can we don't have only two clear, distinct fossil records of post-flood and pre-flood, but rather post-flood and pre-flood, but rather more of a continuous spectrum. So that is where I'm going with this. So I'm inviting you to win this debate by challenging our evidence and proving it's not legitimate or providing stronger evidence. This is where I'm coming from. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, so um, I, I will get to, I'll, I'll try to run through this pretty quick here to, to just go with what Austin had said real quick about the, the trial, which Snake, you had brought up trials in the past. That is one thing that creation is a is a belief, a faith admitted up front and not being asked to be taught in science. So kind of, like what I had mentioned in the, in the beginning is when you are claiming to be a science rather than well, a those, belief on origin. Real quick, are, those trials were asking for creation to be taught as science. And that's why I, I disagree with those. Uh, a creationist should not be advocating for creation to be taught in science because origin is is would be so hard to pin down because none of us are there there's a lot of inference that goes into a lot of this and so when you bring up something like bone structures or uh the layouts of of certain species of of animals a these are both explainable by either common designer or common ancestor the the result is kind of the same in that it is it is common and so one of the the things that you would have to do for evolution is if you wanted to oust creation as a competing belief in origin, you would have to show an exclusive worldview claim that would be something like, uh, okay, a, if a dog uh, or if, if um, animal cells had a common ancestor with plant show, cells, you need to be able to show that there is a split. With the layering, why we get the layers the way that we do is because when water is moving, it is able to sort certain, uh, it's... Uh, called i think hydrological sorting so there's there's a sorting that goes on with with particles and then they layer out in a certain way and with the flood you not only have waters coming from above but also from beneath uh would be a flood interpretation uh so this would give you these layers that sort over time and uh this would be kind of catastrophism but there is something called polystrata vertical petrified trees, which are trees that run vertically through multiple millions of layers of coal seams, according to evolution. And these trees actually even end up going through multiple coal seams and you're getting all of these layers. Now, uh, evolution uh, and people that I have talked to will actually attribute this phenomenon to a flood. So evolution has to is, is laying claim to a flood being able to create these layers. Uh, and then, uh, so and so that is, I think, when uh, a, a lot of what could be talked about, like the, the layers of, uh, of a rock bed um, or homologous structures, these things are, uh, 
we, we make a lot of inference and we have to try to line things up to our narrative. So um, comparing humans to um, to bonobos or chimpanzees, you can say, OK, we have 98 percent. But maybe that's only if you're looking at cytochrome C and not really like cytochrome B. And I think the base pairs for chimpanzee and human are like because the a traditional school of thought is 96 percent similar humans to chimps uh, or bonobos. But I think if you look at the base pairs, the total number of base pairs is like 3 billion to 3.4 billion. So right there off the bat, if those if every base pair of the 3 billion was a match, you're already at a 12 percent difference just in length of the gene code. So uh, but then again, hum monkeys share a lot. Uh, primates share a lot of similar physiology to us. Our anatomy is very similar to them. So it wouldn't make sense for a creation model uh, account to, to make a um, to explain something as humans would be entirely different from from chimpanzees or anything like that, because we do share a lot more with them than to say a fish. So both models have to okay. make these claims of explanation. So, right. So so to address some of the stuff you just said, but I want to address some other things you said earlier. I'll try and get through it. But so similar physiology does not mean similar genes at all. So rats and mice far more different from each other than humans are to chimps. So if having a similar morphology, um, rats and mice look more similar to each other than we do to chimps, but their genetics are further apart. So there's this argument that similar genetics are only there just because uh, we occupy similar spaces in the the ecological niches or something like that, that's, that's just not borne out by the evidence. Um, the polystrate trees never go through anything that's like that's millions of years apart. It's only fast forming layers. And yes, floods do occur um, in the in the standard model because floods occur. It's just not a global flood. So um, going back now to the prediction thing, um, you said that creation would predict that peaches produce peaches. Well, everyone would predict that. Evolution would predict that as well. And evolution. Uh, slash standard model would predict that there are floods too. So the, it has to be a novel prediction that the competitors and everything else isn't going to make. So evolution has exclusive I, predictions. I would say evolution does not predict peaches would become peaches. If we were having this discussion 65 million years ago when we were all rats, there the, uh, the contention would be that we don't say that rats would become non-rats, but eventually you get rats that become dogs and you get rats that become monkeys and it you always get these same things producing these same things um but you do well, have what's that well we have uh chihuahuas from non-chihuahuas don't we right but then you just debunk and your own peaches claim though you said you said that rats and mice although they're similar in appearance they're genetically much different and your entire presentation was about anatomical similarity of appearance no, because we can track that they're different genetics and we can track that they are from different basal fossils. How do you track so genetics from fossils? Rats? No, that's not what I said. You can't you you need to do something about your hearing. So um, appearance doesn't so support your rats and mice are both descended from very from uh, mammals that split very early in the evolutionary line. That's why they're genetically different. Well you just said my point we is you said have, that even though things um, look the same, they can be genetically significantly different. And your entire presentation was showing bones that you think look pretty much the same. Yeah, that's not the only criteria. 
So you just dismissed 90% of your own presentation? No, because that's not the you only did. criteria if you actually paid attention. Violation so, of the law of non-contradiction. Um, I think they just didn't really understand your presentation. There you go, ad hom. That'll work. Um, no, okay, demonstrably so let's just, not let's just make that. this very, very simple. Um, that's banana, right? That's what a natural banana looks like. Is that the banana that you could get from a grocery store? No, that is totally irrelevant to what I just said. How is that irrelevant when we can literally genetically engineer bananas not have seeds? That requires intelligent design and it's a non sequitur. Snake just said, by the way, rats and right, wait, just to clarify for the audience, Snake rebutted Nathan by saying that rats and mice look the same, but they're genetically much different. Okay. Then he brought up chimps and humans, right? Saying that we're much more similar genetically. His entire fossil record argument is about the aesthetic similarities of fossils. No, it's so not. It is. No, it's not. You're a liar. So we, we so you agree that we can throw is out all evidence word, about maybe fossils. Maybe that starts with P no? and ends in diction. That Do you agree that we can throw out, out all fossil records just because they look are you, the same? Are you maybe leaving that word out? Is the word Wait. you're talking about prediction? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, can can we agree to throw out to peaches, all the fossil? Hey, hey going back agree. to peaches, uh, peaches are also not originally oh. peaches. They come from a That's, plant yeah. that wasn't a peach, and they're related to cherries, almonds, plums. They're exactly. related. Do you know how complex DNA is, man? Like four percent difference. Well, out of the gaps argument, complex. Therefore, God. plants are, are able to, to diversify into a lot. Like kale is able to become Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. There's a, Depending on what parts of the of the gene code you uh, choose to um, to grow to express to allow more expression, you're yeah. going to be able to get variation in the appearance of what that that gene yeah. code. So you both you both yeah. we we've presented that, evidence or or you guys accept natural variation. So there, and then absolutely both variation of you, is very right, very yes right. So but then both of you said made the positive claim that there is a limit. I haven't heard what that limit is. Yeah. Um, so there's uh, there's okay. evidence of domain variation. Limit. I'll say domain. But, limit. but we've also seen that there's more variation within the kinds than there are between the kinds that you don't want to be related. So how comes there's so much? How come there's so much variation? But it, uh, it stops at this point. arbitrary point <laughs> to things that are so similar so that this I, amount I of variation already covers it. Could be stronger than others and able to um, have a wider bandwidth of expression. Versus other gene pools that might have suffered more mutation as time has gone on. So they might not be able to um, to diversify as much. Uh, but that is. I, I think. Well. What, what I mean is like the, the taper and the the fossil horse skeletons were virtually identical. You mean is there anything is there anything that would prevent them from having a common ancestor? You mean when that you say identical, you mean, you mean they, they look the same? Uh-huh. I thought that didn't matter. Uh, I didn't say that. Try to keep up. So they can be drastically if, different if and have, look the same? Um, so if you have like a... a you can have a, a person that is born with um, like an extra extra finger or something. Like you can get mute, mutations where... Or not extra finger. You can, you can be born with a loss of a finger. You can lose information. So you could... But, but sticking with down. the horse example... Yeah, there, there's the horse kind that creationist organ, organizations accept. 
So we have the early horses that have three toes. Struggle with kind. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know if you accept that the horse kind or not, but most creationist organizations, all of them that I'm aware of, do. That went that evolved from three-toed horses to one-toed horses, but they say that the taper can't have been related to the early horse, and they don't give a reason. Even though there's much less horses there's, being different, there's much horses. more there's much less evolution that needs to happen for those early fossil taper and fossil horses than there is between the early fossil horse and the modern horse. Horses being horses and being a little bit of different types of horses. Okay, so you don't get the question. So what I want to know from the opponents is you say that there can be moderate genetic mutations and moderate changes, but there is a limit. Please define this limit and prove why this is the limit. So one one hard limit I'll, I'll put because there there can be some things with trying to pin down a kind like a, a rat and a mouse. Um, they look similar, but they have a more different gene code. So I'll just give a, a wider, more of kind of a, a softball pitch um, is that I would say domain change is would be a limit that creation claims that evolution says there's a merger. So this would be a limit to the gene pool. Say, say, and I, I don't believe this, but say ev- creation said all mammals came from one mammal. Okay, evolution is claiming that all mammals and all plants came from one simpler species beforehand. So now if the limit is set to domain, you need to show where a plant cell and an animal cell can be traced back to one population or show one population, artificially select and breed and show that as as the population is spreading, show where suddenly you cross a boundary where you have a plant population over here and an animal population over here. I'll put the limit at domain. So it's very wide, but it is claimed by macro evolution and the common ancestor uh, hypothesis or philosophy. Will you respond specifically, please? And before you do respond, I will say we are at the halfway mark for the open conversation. I'm enjoying the debate and the back and forth. Please keep it on sending in those questions and super chats to me at Amy Newman. And of course, if you like the show, please don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and share with that person that you're in a debate with. Once again, ladies and gents, the floor is right back over to you. All right. So you mentioned um, domain change. So like I was trying to say, um, the base of the do- of each domain are, are act- of each different domain are actually more similar to each other than they are to the branches that come off of that domain that exists today. I I would agree a common designer would have similarities. A plant should have a similar genetic code to us because if we're going to extract nutrition from a plant, it should be recognizable to our body. I would just like to see the the split in the uh, population where one becomes plant and one becomes animal. Yeah, will you guys address that specifically, please? So basically, you're putting the burden of proof that we need to prove a plant becomes an animal, and if animal plant that can prove nothing quantifies as evolution. So if we can potentially show that a fish becomes a human, that's not considered evolution by your standards. No, your claim is that plants can turn into animals. Mm-hmm. So basically, you've set the you've set the limit. You've said in your definitions, and I'm holding you accountable to this, that basically genetics can modify 
And it's totally fine. It's still not evolution unless a plant becomes an animal. That's so basically one of the you're trying, a, a you're trying to, to put an umbrella over all other modifications that might happen over time saying it's not technically evolution. And I think, first of all, that we can show that plants can evolve into animals, but that your definitions are extremely off base and do not promote a fair and equitable debate because you're can encompassing- you we can show it's possible. Evolution is the one claiming to be so taught in science, and that is a is an empirical science. So you should be able to show these claims through demonstration, in which we can then observe and then interpret the observation and make our conclusions. But this, right, like, this like, basic, the basic competitiveness of debate is set on fair and reasonable definitions, and so you're trying to absorb. Uh. The idea of, for example, a single-celled organism evolving into a fish is, and is evolving into a human science? being is not evolution. Is, is evolution a science? I just I feel like you're not hearing me at all. Yes. Because I'm talking about the terms of a debate and you're not interacting with me on a debater's it's, level. Right. It is a science, however, just because there are holes Here, in the go science. Go back to CP and then, we'll, and then we'll, go, we'll get to the science. I just wanted to make sure that we have an understanding that evolution is considered science. So, well, I'm sorry, CP, go. can you repeat that one more time? So I think that what I'm trying to do is set the terms and burden of proof for the debate. Now, a debate needs to be reconciled with mutual burdens of proof that are fair and reasonable for both sides. You have set the definition that evolution must be a plant transitioning to an animal, and therefore all other mutations and all other sort of changes that happen if it's not plant to an animal are not evolution, but therefore intelligent design. And I'm saying that that is an unreasonable burden of proof and definition that is not really what the core heart of this debate is discussing. So However, I still it. think we can meet this burden of proof despite that. That Her is my main point. See, uh, you, why haven't you done it yet? Are you asking for evolution to be taught as a as a theory or a, or as a uh, as a philosophy or as a science? I think you're not really hearing. Well, I just I just I because I'm just because I if I was going to advocate for creation, I would say teach it in philosophy. I wouldn't ask that creation be taught in science. So I don't need to say demonstrate that a an invisible creator can make something out of out of the water. I don't need Would to demonstrate that because I'm not making a scientific claim. If you are going to claim scientifically, which is no longer an even fair foot um, back and forth in a ph philosophical debate, if you are going to talk about how it is a science and your claim is that scientifically plants, animals, mushrooms, uh, protists all go back to one uh, common ancestor, the, the, the Luca, the last universal common ancestor, you need to show that there can be a division in in offspring. Say that Luca had had two, three kids, and then or well, several kids of, and then each, um, you know, twenty go one way towards mushrooms, twenty go the other way towards plant, twenty go the other way towards animal. Uh, you need to show that these changes can happen on a domain level. And, and if you say that you can show this, I would love to see this this scientifically shown because it would really go a long way for what I'm trying to do for schools. So if we can yeah. demonstrate this, will you agree to see the debate as a win to us in this case? No, that's no, just show Hold it. On. If, so if you, you need, you need to establish a burden of what we need to do to prove 
to win or lose? And I'm talking from the perspective of a debate coach. So you, is oh, your you want me to cover all of it? I'll cover all of it. I'll cover all of it. What you need so to you need to set fair and reasonable burden. Okay, I got you. Tell them I got that you. we'll do it. We'll yeah. win. We'll go home. Okay. What you need to do is since you're making natural science claims, scientific claims about the natural world, you need to adhere to the scientific method and scientific experimentation within natural science, which is a naturally occurring observable phenomena, which you claim a change of species. You can't even do that part. Then you need to experimentally validate the claim. Secondly, you need to show that the timeline that you require for your entire belief system to even be proposed in the first place can be scientifically verified without a plethora of assumptions. So radiometric data needs to be verified scientifically. You then need to show, for example, one of the many things you need to show is what Nathan just explained to you, that you can have all these domain differences break off from a central uh, common ancestry. You need to show that that's scientifically possible, not I can come up with a story in my head why I think it's possible. You need to verify every single part of evolutionary traits that can cause speciation to change based on science. That's what you have to do to win the debate. Or you need to admit that it's a religion. Like domain I, I showed that in the opener. I showed every single change necessary well, has been observed. Well, so uh, to address, there, there's a lot of stuff we need to address now. So <laughs> uh, radiometric dating uh, cross-confirms each other and it cross it's cross-confirmed by ice core dating, by tectonic plate dating, by uh, all kinds of different dating. Um, incorrect. Rely on assumption. It's not incorrect. They they all come out with the same. Oh, how do you numbers. verify constant decay rate? Uh, because you can't change it. Yeah. So we've scientifically right. proven that what? you can't Here, change here's it. Here's what I'll do. Here's scientifically what I'll do proven that you can change. Was different. You can't. But I'm going we've, to do. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to assume variable decay rate. Are you ready? So that you admit that what you, you just said is patently. Well, I'm going to say experiments no, that prove you're wrong, though. So there's muon-induced decay won't. rate variations in a lab setting. We also have variations in decay rate simply by manipulation manipulation of temperature. These are experimentally done in lab settings. Muon-induced uh -huh. decay rate. And and so that requires plasma state. So here's, here's what I'll do. I'll assume that decay rate is variable in natural conditions. Um, and you're going to need... Not only are you going to need the Earth to be in a plasma state, but the Earth would be in a plasma state if that was uh, variable because Correct. accelerated nuclear decay produces, well, all nuclear decay produces heat. So if you accelerate it, you produce more heat. Every, all creationist organizations are trying to work on this because this is an absolute knockdown defeater of your position because accelerated nuclear decay will melt the Earth 20 times over, will boil the oceans off. The earth will be hotter than the surface of the sun. Oh, just because you say so. But in reality, uh, we no, have all it's because we can calculate how much heat comes. That's off why of you have to impulsively chain. and emotionally interrupt. We probably. can, we can calculate how much heat comes off of a decay chain. Yeah, that's a cool story, man. So uh, we have it's all science. kinds of volcanic. We have so you're just a science denier. All right, on to my next Thank point before you bring up 10 more points. Like everything I'm emotional and the guy is incessantly interrupting me emotionally. And so I, let you, I let you guys talk for a long time and you brought up a lot of points I have to get to. Well, the whole audience can see that you're interrupting me because you're afraid to hear the rebuttal. It's because okay. you talk for five minutes, I talk for one minute, and then you try and talk for another ten minutes. I wasn't even three seconds in. I would okay. like both sides. Right, because I would so like to finish. <laughs> I, I do need one of you, at least, to... So, it sounded like... I don't even want to pick sides. Stay you know, you know, he interrupted me. Everyone knows it. Of course I, I did you... because I wanted to finish. Well, you then, what's it? Please finish. And then we're going to hand it over to you, Snake. 
Yeah, the point was simple that you have to assume constant decay rate. And we've actually shown a fluctuation of variables, not that the entire earth has to be hotter than the sun, which you made up and you can't verify how hot the sun is anyway, but there's all kinds of extreme situations. In fact, electromagnetic manipulation, and there are quantum fluctuations that can cause a fluctuation in decay rate. Just because you say not on, you make up a story about what would happen doesn't mean anything. You're claiming a constant decay rate, which means you're making claims of billions of years of what the earth could or could not have done. And that is a base assumption required for radiometric dating. We can continue to go to all of them, but that's like, you can't even propose evolution without substantiating radiometric dating, unfortunately for you. Your entire reply is literally just, nuh-uh, because I told you why, uh, assuming, I literally assumed that decay rate was not constant, and I showed you how that destroys your entire position. These I didn't just make it up. The rate team, which is a creationist-funded professional, quote-unquote, um, it's called the rate team and they were formed to study this heat problem of creationism and what they reported was that it cannot be solved with any scientific means because they calculate you can calculate and observe with science the heat that comes out of a decay chain and your response the, is just no -uh. and to repeat decay, and decay, to repeat the same decay? thing i just want to uh, this is uh, called like heat decay i just want to know because so, i want to look into that it sounds it's, pretty it's just any radiometric decay will produce heat. heat. Heat decay. Yeah, and it's a complete variable spectrum of the heat produced, and there's a ton of different ways to do it. And you've somehow determined how hot it would have to be. It's hilarious, and you're just making right. up claims. It's called you're making math. Up claims. You're making up claims because this also ties into the claim of the parent-daughter isotope relationship and the geological assumptions in which the samples are interpreted with to then make the claim about the decay rate and what it would have to be like in the conditions. And you have to, of course, assume that there's no contamination, like fluid alone contaminates the samples. You have to assume a perfect fairy tale evolution world of billions of years with a constant decay rate and no contamination and a perfect original daughter isotope relationship. You have to make all three of those assumptions. There's no way around No, it. we don't because it's impossible for all of the different measurements to all come out with the same number. They don't. Also, if they we're don't. wrong, if we're wrong, They're the earth would be more. They measure right on a consistency. And they don't even all come out with the same. They, they object. They In do. fact, if you just sent them random samples, they couldn't know at all. You have to tell them all kinds of different things to try to get them to narrow it down. And then they select no, the they they're going to look at. No, that's yes, a lie. It's been... Oh, really? So what about the people that yes. took samples so... from like volcanic rocks and sent it to three different prestigious, some of the most prominent testing radiometric dating labs in the world? And they all came back with different dates. They didn't. Do creationists, creationists do that, and they use, try to carbon date rocks and stuff like that. No, they so, send it to so a you lab. you wanted to know what the evidence... You just said carbon dating, yeah. and they came back with 300 million years. Nice How story, far does carbon dating go, Snake? Chance to prove it. Can you show us evidence? Just put a link in the chat to show us yeah, that. Yeah, sure. You should have already these, researched these this all, if you're such an expert. These are no, all literally, we're asking myths. you to back up what you're claiming with evidence. We're giving okay. you a chance. I'm okay. still waiting for which evidence okay. about cancer never received. Go ahead. Just send us the evidence, okay? Can you give me evolution of change of species? Yeah, so hey. scientifically, if I can predict the contents if and phenomena the, uh, breast cancer of, link, uh, do you want me to do that during the debate? I guess I'll, I'll ask. Yeah, that's it's just a if, diversion tactic yeah. while they don't substantiate their burden of proof. Listen, if I can predict the contents and the phenomena of the natural world with a hypothesis, is that science? Hey, real fast. Uh, no, you need to have a naturally occurring observable phenomena, but snake, real fast. I'm curious. I just how, said how, predict you know phenomena. How, you know I'm how not far gonna, I'm not, you, you know you how far carbon dating goes? You just claimed that the rocks were from carbon dating. I'm about to drop a source from prestigious universities, but real fast, can you tell me there's how a lot I, of 
there's a lot of creationist idiots out there trying to really? carbon date rocks. How 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 high up can carbon dating even allegedly go? Um, can you answer the question that I asked? You don't you? know. Can you answer the question instead of dodging? Well, you're dodging my question, which is the subject you changed from. No, because yeah. I asked you a question yeah. and you changed the subject. No, I had already brought up radiometric dating. You're trying to run away. So can you can you answer the question? You said that it was carbon dating and that creationist. I lie. will not. Because you creationists... are trying to divert from my question. No, quote unquote, you said creationists lie and try so to I'm use carbon ask dating. The question to... again. So this is, are you going to just keep interrupting? Again. What is up with that? I'm going to ask it again. If I'm, I'm going predict... to, I'm going to repeat myself no matter what you say, because okay, this is that's, dishonest. Good, that's good for me. It shows you can't answer the question. Project. If I can predict the contents and phenomena, don't forget that word you did last time of the natural world. That's science, right? You didn't predict a naturally occurring observable phenomena. You saw yeah, fossil bones and made up stories about how they got there, which would be the naturally observable phenomena that you're claiming happens. Back to the point of what you diverted from, you claimed creationists lie and date rocks with carbon dating for the fifth time. Do you know how far allegedly back carbon dating can go? Yeah, Austin, I've Not given far. you the chance to basically prove that what you're saying is correct. Okay, cool, no problem. Snake, Snake, can you answer instead of your teammate saving you again? Can you answer? Oh, I'm literally just calling for evidence, which none of you guys have produced whatsoever. Okay, we're in the middle like, of a debate. I'll look it up in a second. Snake, can you answer the question? This is what you... a debate requires is evidence. If yeah, can you show me a change of species? Debate, you would lose in like one second. Can you show I'll... me a change of species? Oh, you lost in one second. Time. Wow. Okay, so you also wanted um, evidence of plant to animal just avoid it. I said that it's possible. We're getting to evidence of evolution. You're just Just trying to waste our time. No, I I refuted it. Exposed you. You made a claim that was untrue. They made the the, the, just so the the room knows. And I'll drop the source. I'll drop the source. I'll drop the source. Uh, I just want them to understand what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. So just give me a second. Then I'm going to fall back and let you guys talk with Nathan. Whatever. The point is that we send it to people. Sent rock samples to many different labs. And they came up with uh, predictions like 300 million years, 95 million the years. People, cite a so- Can cite you please stop interrupting source. me? Where's the moderator? That's um, the 15th straight time. Like I know you're also an evolutionist, but this is unacceptable. I feel like Pitch and I should just grab a beer and all let I, you two go at it. Like, all that's, I care that's, about that's, is clean like, and healthy soundbites so that everyone gets their side heard. I am enjoying the lively back and forth. And we still have... More 15 minutes more of open discussion. The floor is yours, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're running out of time, and you've repeated yourself about five right, times. I'm going to stop coming on the so channel. I'm, uh, I'm not going to be here while you're modding anymore. You have a bias with Snake. He's interrupted 20 times. The whole audience has seen it. Everyone knows it. I can't finish a coherent statement. I just want to mm-hmm. hand it back over to Nathan, but I can't even make one statement. So I'm going to make the statement, or we'll just keep doing it. Okay? Thank you because for your we're not interruption. Children. But we're um, going to keep doing it have, just so the audience knows what I'm repeated. saying. Just so the audience knows what I'm talking about. They took rock samples. They sent it to different prestigious uh, radiometric dating labs. They got hundreds of millions of years off. Okay. Has nothing to do with carbon dating, which tops off at allegedly 50,000 years. Nothing to do with creationists being so stupid that they carbon date rocks. Okay. It was about radiometric dating of volcanic samples. Thank you. And so I just want to have a short reply in that I don't, I, my own political or religious beliefs do not come in here. I only care about clean sound bites. I would still love you to keep on coming on with it. I love the four people on this panel. We still are having a lively discussion. I hope everyone out there is enjoying the show. And again, 
right back over to you guys and gals. So you haven't given a source. You've, you've repeated yourself for about the 10th time, and we're running out of time. So if you want the evidence of uh, plant and animal evolution being possible, then we should get on to that. Um, I gave sure. you evidence. I gave you act an actual source with the name of the experiments um, in my opener where single-celled organisms evolved into multicellular organisms. Can, Combining can that the... with other evidence that I provided is um, experiments and natural populations getting a mitochondria-like organelle. So those are the two main parts of a plant becoming an animal or at least diversifying from a common ancestor I, I must that, would you plant, plants are, are multicellular there the plant plants are already multicellular so the the single becoming multi multicellular is not a plant and animal cells uh being it, able to be shown spawning from a single uh population it was a unicellular algae so it had no multicellular ancestors. <laughs> you think you're God? You talk about God of the gaps, man. And I, I, algae. I mean, there are. There's a lot of, of genetic in um, information. I think in in uh, I might be thinking mm -hmm. of an amoeba, but the gene the gene code of algae. Some algae I think are pretty large as well. Um, so I think there is uh, in a a possibility for there to be a, a mingling of DNA, a mingling of, of working together because there are. In the in simpler creatures, like in in um, is it, it, there's horizontal gene transfer, um, and so maybe that like in simple creatures, this is something that it that not in this. That's bacteria. But it, it, simple creatures are are able to to do this as well, and like viruses too. But I mean, there's a debate on not viruses, algae. I don't know, but it's all right. Let's this, check out this evidence. Yeah, aren't you excited? I'm very excited. Institute of Creation Research. Wow, this sounds super unbiased. Wow, well, wow, poison audience, the well. Audience, poison uh, the well. Just, just so you know where this where this uh, source came from. You know um, what poisoning the well is? It's called figuring out if your sources are neutral or not. Clearly, so you don't know what not. poisoning the well is. So there's a I'm scientific about study what I'm in doing there. With you can check, just... checking your your reference. There there are assumptions made. Like there can be. Uh, there are papers written about like endogenous retroviruses uh, that do go with an assumption already of evolution being how they got where they are. So there are covered that bias in, in, in uh, a lot of articles. I'm talking in her reference to the um, ICR.org article. And of course, uh, there's, there's like there are, there are biases that can. Yeah, here, I'll just I'll just give you I'll give you 12 different uh I can't here. even find the full PDF. All I find is an abstract. Okay. Well, you want me to drop a PDF? Yeah, so you in this, didn't in actually the, read the paper. Which I have read the papers. <laughs> you so claimed to, to the whole the audience PDF. that it was carbon dating snake, and it, and the the lab predicted three hundred million years. You have no idea what you're I talking. I claimed about. that that's often what happens. Who this author is. Oh. I wonder how credible he is. Let's okay. Anyway, out. let's get back. Let's get back to the burden of proof with you guys. Like, can you admit that you can't actually? He's a young that? Earth creationist geologist who PhD works for the Answers Harvard. in Genesis. He's a PhD he sounds... from Harvard. A lot of people can go to Harvard, but he's clearly oh, made so... an agenda. Oh, um, so but, but evolutionists don't have an agenda. They're they're actually completely immune to philosophical bias. 
He believes oh. the Grand Canyon Therefore, was formed it's after the biblical flood. Let's find out else. Pe- people's else beliefs are, are in the well. Yeah. Terrible. So, yeah, you guys are showing the... your cars. You just hate and... the cre- you hate creationism. That's it. And yeah, there, there is a bad difference too between I hate bad science. Cold you can't why don't you rebut the actual claim? Noah's flood. Okay, I we don't need to hear you reading the poisoning the, the well shrinking. What else we got? We don't need you to read off poisoning the well fallacies. I'm sorry you don't understand what that means. Yeah, it doesn't it's not valid. It just means it's not real science. We can just move um, on, man. We can just move on. You guys can either actually research what you claim to know about or don't. You don't. Radiometric dating requires Call many pseudoscientific. Any of the cards. You haven't called for any of our cards. Let's I... see. Let's see how our evidence stacks up. Verify constant decay rate. Verify the fact that you actually can substantiate billions of years with radiometric dating, and that you can actually substantiate original daughter and parent isotope relationships and ratios, and and substantiate that there's no contamination, which fluid alone would contaminate the actual sample. Don't need to. We know how contamination happens. We know how to avoid it. We don't need to know the initial conditions, isochron dating. Uh, they cross the methods cross confirm each other. That's called the scientific method. They can't. You don't need to know. Wait, wait, as well. wait, 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 wait. You said you, you don't need to know. You know how fluid contaminates and you know how to avoid it. What does that mean? We know the mechanisms of how things get contaminated. Yeah, like water. So how do you know how to avoid it? Because since it's been studied by scientists, they know what it looks like and they know when it happens. So wait, wait, how you can do you discover know that it's it. Not, how do you know how that you no water has touched water it? <laughs> because they know what it looks like when that happens. <laughs> well, how does it look like, Snake? Look I'm like? not a geologist. You're objectively wrong. You wouldn't know no. if there was food. Yes. You would. They can't know can't exactly judge. how to avoid contamination. Yeah, elementally, entire you papers can't... written on it. Well, it what made think go back in? That was embarrassing. The okay. science is consistently is, though, debunking you. Even though you don't know what it is, you said. Yeah, I'm not a geologist. I you don't know, know what to debunking. look for. But yeah. I know geologists can tell, and they've written papers on it. Have you read any of the papers? Yeah. Okay, then how do you know when something's been in contact with fluid and contaminated? I don't know. I'm not a geologist. So you're I, just I making there, there's like a Ooh. there's a decay curve, I think is what it is, where it's supposed to be like a linear graph that shows consistency. If the points are linear, if you can plot points and they stay on this line, that's supposed to show that there is a constant decay rate. And um, there's a geologist who was saying that he he is an advocate of constant decay rates, but he was saying that like, like uh, admitting that if they get a, a date that doesn't fit on this line they will throw it out there is instances of dates being thrown out that are for whatever reason uh you know be it contamination or be it something that that disagrees um because you are relying on your your tools measuring consistently uh that there are consistent decay rates you have to rely on conditions being stable uh there there's a lot of assumptions that all have to line up and these and there are scientists who will throw things out if it does not match the line that they are are needing it to be and like with if, if you give them limestone you have to tell them what layer it is or what fossils are found in that limestone to be able for them to accurately date it when the limestone itself should be enough so you can actually you can actually test whether there is a bias in these reporting um king crockduck who is here presented that um one time he showed mathematically that there is no bias in reporting dates and the ones that are thrown out are usually thrown out because they detect things like contamination. Um, I mean, it's because it doesn't go with said, their assumption. Oh, you like to interrupt too, I guess. Uh, so that's hilarious. Constant. Say that. It is hilarious because now I'm pointing it out every time you do it. 
Um, I also said constant decay rates are not necessary because one, if they're not, then the earth melts. Maybe. And uh, that's a cool story, man. Yeah, math You're is basically cool. God, bro. You you can look back in time, well, you look at the sky, you can look I back can in do time, multiplication. You look at rock. Why does yeah, your I wouldn't math, keep calling you God. I, I don't really understand where this is Because coming. one I of his main arguments in his opener was that we use God of the gaps, but he constantly just gets to make up assumptions and claims about uh looking into rocks and knowing what happened billions of years ago. Uh, no, these are the calculations of creationists, including Why? creationists. Um, no. So yeah, I wouldn't call myself God. Just that's not true. I can also do uh, like multiplication. It is true. The rate, the rate project. Okay, R-A-T-E, you can, They don't claim that the Earth is billions of years old, and if they do, they have nothing to do with our they position. So you don't listen. They did the math on how much heat would be generated by plate tectonics, meteors. And I heard that part. Nuclear decay. Yeah. Well, it didn't sink in. And why'd you just bring them up as a rebuttal to my claim, which is that you're just assuming billions of years? Your your whole argument because is that you, you said, know- I, oh my because god, you dude. said well, I'm telling I got a, a story. I got a question like plate tectonics and meteors and stuff. That that kind of gets a, a little bit into cosmology. Well, I will say well, this is the last few minutes before we go into the Q and A. Please, everyone out in chat, having fun. Keep on sending in your chats and super chats. But for the panel, now is the last time to get questions out for each other. And when you're all ready, we're going into the Q&A. Can you guys show yeah, me so a change of species? Uh, yeah, Domain. Domain. Because that, that, is, that is something that if, if you can We've show... We've already covered this. And you still won't concede that we've won the debate, and we've clearly covered this already. Really, what was yeah, his so answer? Acting, what was his answer? Can you reiterate becoming so you algae are... is not is not a a non plant non animal becoming plant and animal over time. Yeah. That, so, is, that is a different claim, and that that would like creation doesn't claim that. Um, so that I think that would falsify the the philosophical position of creation. If you could show uh, uh this this domain split um because clear like plants and, and and animals are different kinds absolutely they're made on different days according to um to the bible so well i should claim multicellular the necessary changes are possible and using this assumption we can make novel predictions that so, no other theory can make really so when did you make in that assumption which is the opposite of science when you made the assumption no, when did Hey, so when you don't you understand. Pre- the hey, scientific hey, hey I, please stop interrupting me, man. When you made that assumption, when did you go and observe this prediction of a plant turning into an animal? We didn't observe that. Okay. Okay. Thank right. You. Well, that's why I haven't conceded yet because you can assume, and then please, like science is about making assumption, but then you have to put the metal in the fire and actually test, test it. Right. Science is about testing assumptions or hypotheses. So we can yeah, independent make this assumption see that that is and what see what happens. Is in yeah. fact. About. Right. So, so you admit that you didn't fulfill the burden of science. We absolutely what? did. It follows every step of the scientific method. Okay. Down Except for the observation. Tim honestly keeps shifting the goalpost in unrealistic and unreal and unreasonable. No, unrealistically, saying you that claim that, anim- you, that plants turn into animals and that we just have to believe you that it has. Just said that that assumption wasn't observed. Yeah. Um, some evidence. So this is claim. why your position is God of the gaps because you. What? We're not on- talking about God. I feel like you yeah, don't know what the term means. You're saying it's not possible without a creator. So, 
So what you're doing is trying to cherry pick little gaps in the knowledge and say there's gaps in the knowledge and the science. Therefore, it's not a science. No, no. That's what we're doing is this is evolution on trial. Possible. This is right. This is evolution on trial. You want to shift it over to us replacing your evolution claim with creationism, which you did your whole opener. You claim evolution. This is evolution on trial. Mm-hmm. You're making a positive claim. A science. You, and the you theory can substantiate scientifically. Science. If you, wait, can you please? If you can substantiate scientifically that you can show in an experiment setting that plants can turn into animals, because you're claiming it's science while we're acknowledging creationism as a philosophical position, that would be great. If not, just so admit you can't substantiate it. you have absolutely no burden of proof whatsoever. Not scientifically, no. Because no, it's different claims. Science. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to claim that natural phenomena happen. That you can set the burden of proof and reject that we've met it unconditionally. You're making the scientific claim. Happening. Again, you're making a scientific claim. And evolution includes the claim that plants will turn into animals. You have no scientific evidence of that. As a Not creationist, th- as a creationist we can see at the jump. We can't scientifically manipulate Okay, I'm going to go creative. ahead and straight up accuse you guys of shifting the goalpost. Can you articulate how you've set the burden of this debate in a fair and equitable way that allows for reasonable clash? Sure. Absolutely. So, All right, if you so are how, be... how, how have you achieved this debate so that it requires reasonable burdens of proof for both sides and not simply allowing you to contest absolutely every single thing that we say and finding any crack in information and claiming that you want. How is the burden of proof equally distributed between both sides? Can you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you are going to claim that evolution is a philosophy, a philosophical belief and an idea about, about origin, then you are not going to have to prove every single step can naturally happen because that is your claim. Once you go to science, which we are not going in, creation is not going into the domain of, of claiming to be science. Uh, creation is staying in philosophy. So the, the scientific burdens of the scientific method, which is what I talked about in, in, my, in my opener, was you have a, a burden. If, you, if you're going to go from philosophy into science, you have a new burden, a new standard that you have to uphold to. You have to be able to say if you're going to make a claim that plants and animals can come from one lineage, you have to be able to show that a lineage, it is possible for a lineage to actually split that far off and go outside of uh, and, and have that type of, of genetic range. Uh, and, and you have to be able to show that these things are naturally poss- possible. Natural processes, you can't have um, man involvement. You can't do any, uh, this is more for abiogenesis, but like filtering and trapping and everything, because this, you, you have to make a claim. If you're if you're science, you're no longer in philosophy. So we could we can keep it fair in philosophy all you want. And and okay, you're gonna explain it like this, and we'll explain it like this. Completely fine. Yeah, and then we'll we'll shake your hand, and we'll be like, okay, we have different philosophies, but you well, guys are pretending science. Well, actually, science, we have to believe what we have the most significant evidence for, and it's clear that we outweigh you on evidence. The only evidence that you really had whatsoever to contradict us came from a young earth creationist who believes that the Grand Canyon came from a biblical flood. So I'm going to ask the judges who are watching the audience members, do you find this evidence substantial enough to outweigh all of the evidence that we have that shows that evolution is real? Gaslighting, straw man, poisoning the well. I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to the audience. If you don't think that that is the case, then vote for evolution. And if you do think that is the case, then fine. Vote for young earth creation as well. I'd like one more thing. Well, uh, you'll both be able to, and then I'm going to hand it over to the skeptics because we are going to, this is a chance to 
tell people what you guys got going on on the internet on the real worlds as well as what are your final thoughts on anything on the topic as we move into the Q&A but the evolution side for both of you whenever you'd like oh, should time, I go first or? take it away okay um, so yeah so no one predicts that modern plants will become animals um, but we have shown that it is possible that the necessary changes are, in fact, scientifically possible. Um, but um, basically, this follows the scientific method. Absolutely. And you haven't addressed that this whole date, this whole debate. Um, so we start with the hypothesis. You can call it an assumption. Um, uh, so we hypothesize. For, for example, Darwin predicted that there would be a bird with unfused wing fingers and he predicted exactly where it would be in the fossil record using this theory therefore since it was successful that's pretty good evidence then it kept happening over and 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 so therefore it's reasonable to infer that this hypothesis that's been confirmed hundreds of times also extends to other lineages that have not been necessarily confirmed because just because science has gaps in it doesn't mean it's still not a science of course, we'd like those gaps to be filled in, but of course, you have to hide all of your criticism in the gaps and not the uh, the actual successes. Um, we showed that it was possible, and um, there was barely a whiff of a pushback on that. Um, and I also would like to state that um, new information has been observed to come about um, either from, uh, well, it's all basically... Um, changes to existing information your mommy and your daddy hand you down genes and your genes are different each generation and this is where wits it's ignoring it but we've actually observed um the breakage of genes and mutations that can fix those breakages so that's actually new information uh with the multicellular example that's new information as well um, and it's not from outside, it's from changes to existing structures. Take it away. Wow. Yeah, so I just want to say, just from observing the entire structure of debate, there has been absolutely no interaction, no clash, no consistent requests for burdens, no acknowledgments that we've actually met those burdens of proof, and quite ridiculous evidence. So at the end of the day, the difference between science and religion is that science is in fact always evolving. And that is why it adapts and changes to new information. Our opponents have basically asserted that we would need to have conclusive and absolute information for them to take us seriously, but then we would no longer transition into science, but therefore religion. They have also had absolutely no clear reasoning for their case, and they haven't interacted with our arguments whatsoever. They've honestly completely diverted to everything that we have said, and not really comprehended nor understood our points. So I really want to ask our audience, can we really take this seriously? And if so, why? That's that's all I really have to say. Thank you so very much, Nathan CP, the evolution side. And we are now going to hand it to Witsit and Nathan. The floor is both of yours. First if you want, bro. Or I will, I don't care. You, you, can, you can take it first. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it was really simple, right? It's like natural science is science that uh, pertains to the natural world, right? And so you have a naturally occurring phenomena, and then you propose a hypothesis, a cause and effect relationship test, and you uh, have a presumed cause independent variable. You manipulate that to verify it's the cause of the effect. Very simple stuff, basic stuff, right? You're claiming that this is a science, and that's why I said it's actually a religion for atheists. Um, so they, they pretend it's science, but it's not. And if you guys would concede it's not, then we would have no problem. You could go around and believe in the evolution religion. But uh, one thing that was for sure is that, that, like I said, the radiometric dating thing gets breeze past, and they just pretend that they have billions of years to work with, and we're supposed to grant them that assumption. We're supposed to grant them the assumption of abiogenesis. We're supposed to ignore the statistical and, uh, uh, impossibility of uh, the actual, like, know dna formulating in the first place um and as to like all the gaslighting at the end we didn't divert in fact if anyone watched in the audience honestly without a bias you guys diverted everything every single time that we made a specific point you diverted and what we're saying is for example with the animals and plants you're claiming that that has to happen within evolution so we're asking okay well can you give us scientific evidence of it can you show us scientifically that that actually occurs and no but we can show you that we think it could occur and that's somehow science. That's not science. Science is actual experiment. It's validation to the scientific method and scientific means. So in summary, it is nothing more than a bunch of base assumptions, begging the questions, reification fallacies, and then effectively gaslighting, poisoning the well of the alternative position. And uh, it's a philosophy. So if, if people could just be honest and acknowledge that basically evolution is a philosophy. It requires, it's normally opposed to creationism, so it, it requires abiogenesis, requires billions of years of uh radiometric dating assumptions, constant decay rates, all kinds of perfect conditions that are unrealistic and initial conditions and all this stuff and ratios. If you could admit it's a philosophy and you have to speculate and come up with ideas of what you think could or couldn't happen, that'd be cool. And again, to reiterate my point, whenever uh, an animal begins to change some or there's like some anatomical structure differences within the same kind, that isn't proof of evolution. If anything, that's proof of design that there's actually diversity within a, a base foundation and storage house of information in which that system can actually adapt to its surroundings. And it's a misnomer whenever we grant the word adaptation to you guys because uh, you misdefine it. So it's just, it's pseudoscience, it's religion for atheists, and it's wrapped up as if it's not philosophy. And uh, just to, to, uh, to piggyback on what Austin said there, like if you take a boar, because like a pig, but if you take like a boar and you you breed it and you get it into these pigs, there's actually something called regression of the regression to the mean, where if you let a pig go back into the wild, it will actually uh, regress or go back to its um, kind of most survivable set of gene expressions. Uh, as far as the Darwin um, claiming about a fossil and then finding it there, that is a, a prediction, sure. So if you want to take the creation. That's the uh, evolution philosophy. You want to take the creation philosophy. Okay, if uh, I'm a dog breeder and I'm breeding dogs, okay, I got a dog and uh, I'm, I'm breeding golden retrievers and now I got another golden retriever. So it's a, it's a success for creation. Uh, if you want to talk about uh, hiding in the gaps, when we are talking about things like um, fossil structure, homologous structures, we're talking about genetic similarities, uh, these things like that, uh, common ancestry, common designer can go a long way in explaining these, but these have explanation. Where you have to really get into the nitty gritty is where there is a difference in worldview claim. So creation does not claim that uh, one type of, of gene, uh, one type of population can become plants and animals, which was not shown. Um, and so this is not hiding in the gaps. This is trying to press evolution. If you want to be a science, okay, but you are now going to have to show all of these worldview claims that defy 
100% of everything that we have ever observed. Um, and then uh, I, I did want to get to the Gennett and the Bengal. Um, uh, and the, and but we did cover like the tapers and everything. CP, I did talk. Uh, I did address your claim about the layers uh, directly. So uh, like we, we have had a back and forth. Um, and then uh, I just uh, I want to say that all of this talk has, has been about life, but I'm skeptical that non-life can become alive. Uh, say scientifically, we remove all bias, all um, all uh, what is it, authority and everything like that. I pose scientifically a hypothesis that non-life that non-life can become alive. Therefore, anything that requires non-life to become alive requires belief. Now, what something like, like abiogenesis, which some evolution evolutionists will try to separate from abiogenesis, but Many know that it is a very serious issue for evolution. And if, say, hypothetically in a lab, they did discover abiogenesis tomorrow, the next day it would be in every single biology textbook. This is how we believe evolution or how life started, because this is what we did in a lab naturally. So if I pose the hypothesis about non-life not being able to become alive, and that's my hypothesis, I cite every observation ever of every breeding of anything, any life. Uh, now, okay, you have all these ideas of abiogenesis. Uh, go ahead and test. Okay, we're going to try rocks. We're going to try wet, dry cycles with pools and shallow tides and everything like that. And we're going to use natural uh, conditions, temperature switches and everything. You can freeze it. You can do all that. I don't know if you can use a vacuum because nature abhors a vacuum. But uh, if you want to go through all of these things, try it. Every one of, them is, one of them has failed so far. You can't use relay synthesis or any man-made interference. So you're going to run into these issues. They're all going to fail. And then this hypothesis that non-life cannot become alive stands true scientifically. Uh, if you are going to claim otherwise, I'm going to have to ask you to, to show it. Uh, I want to see the evidence that, that that can happen because that is what evolution, that is the start of evolution. You cannot run a race without crossing the starting line. You cannot get a tree to grow without a seed. There has to be a seed there. So we're talking about branches of evolution. Where's the seed? So... Uh, that was, was, I think, glossed over, but I think there's a reason for that to be glossed over by uh, evolution. So, oh, and also thank you, everybody, for, for, for being here and, and for this participation, everyone, um, uh, both sides, uh, Amy as well. And so uh, thank you all very much. Um, and uh, can I just throw one thing? It's kind of, if y'all are like that, the thing that I shared, I'm just going to, you know, get it. That the thing that I shared about heart disease earlier um, and the reversal of it, that, that's a very real thing, real thing, number one cause of death that has been shown to be reversible. Hopefully you don't know anyone, but that's something that that has been done. If you all want to look up Brooke Goldner, Dr. Brooke Goldner, um, she is wonderful. Autoimmune conditions can be reversed. She herself healed. Lovely woman. Um, Michael Greger, Nutrition Facts, lots of good information. If you're ever curious about getting into um, plant stuff or anything like that, Vegan Society of Hawaii has a lot of good stuff as well. But this is stuff that our our body is designed for plants. That's what all these recoveries are showing. So I just wanted to share that. Um, only way shown to reverse heart disease, the number one cause of death. So um, that is really a, a personally why this is so big to me. This evolution topic is because of this angiogram and trying to make sure that our public health care system really cares about the health of the public. So thank you all very much. And uh, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good with my spiel, so. Thank you so very much. I, in fact, want to thank Snake, CP, Witsit, and Nathan for giving the lively back and forth. But wait, there is more. We are about to be switching into the Q&A 
I do want to send an extra special thanks for everyone making the stream work behind the scenes, like Sideshow, the mods, and the entire Modern Day Debate community. But you can tag me with your questions and super chats at Amy Newman, including those like Kango for $5. Ask question for Witsit. Please explain pesticide resistance in insects. Did God use weed killer? They already have the information intrinsically built into them to react to things in their environment that is actually a creationist evidence. Thank you for that super chat response. $2 super chat from Dancing Ostrich. Why is Nathan dressed as Where's Waldo? Sending love to <laughs> the super chatters. We always uh, keep on reminding okay. to attack uh, arguments instead of people, but we do love the support. So thank you. Danny. Oh, that's, I, I mean, that's, that's a compliment. Not, yeah, that's, that's not an attack. Oh, well, then there you go. Uh, David D. Raniero's $5 super chat. How do you resolve the heat problem caused by radioactive decay being sped up in the young Earth model? It's absolutely fatal to young Earth. Uh, plate tectonics might not be what we think they are. Um, and uh, I think there is uh, a lot of water. Ha is that accounting for like everything? I I, I, I have not heard about this problem until now, but like there's a lot of water on the earth. And so water has a lot of heat, uh, heat specificity, so it can hold on to a lot of heat. So that might absorb it. But also if the earth is not that old um, and uh, if, if things don't decay quite the same or, you know, what rates are you using? Are you assuming that it's constantly shifting? What if it shifts to a much slower rate or a much faster rate? If it's a slower rate, then you're not giving off as heat as quickly. So maybe there is no heat problem after all. You're just choosing an assumption where there's a faster heat. Um, well, they, they, so. they also bake in this geological assumption spanned out across the whole earth as if it's all the same and works perfect all the way down. And we know exactly what it is. And that's not even reality. And you have volcanic activity. And of course you can change plasma state very quickly. And there's all kinds of electromagnetic phenomena and quantum fluctuations that have now been shown in the last few years that would actually affect the K rate, <laughs> including me on the K. So uh, it's a cool story. I mean, it sounds good to say it would burn the whole earth. It's impossible. I mean, it, it's a cool story. Are we are we doing responses on these? So you are allowed to respond, but if it's for the person, they at least get the final comment. Right. Okay. So it's not just a story; it's actual calculations. It's called math. Um, and the rate team of creationists did this math, and they found that the oceans would boil off. So that's not a um, saver. Um, and the math you could have hurricanes and all kinds of like ice comets it's it wouldn't really move the dial at all um so yeah also there's a different um amount of decay happenings for some reason as you get closer and closer to um continental ridges and deeper and deeper into the rock so i don't know why that would happen but um Again, if the total amount of decay can be calculated, because we can observe how much heat is released by decay, and then we can do a little bit of math, 
over how many years that happens, and it melts the earth. So it's not a story with it. And then so, Winsett or Nathan, you do get the final last comment. So you do have the, there is a difference between math and science. Uh, they're not, they're, they, they overlap with each other. Well, math overlaps with science a lot. Um, there can be a lot of use in there, but uh, you're measuring um, something kind of on, on a small scale. And then how do you know that where all of those, that particular element is that's decaying? How do you know the exact quantity of that in the surface? How do you know what's in the, out in the middle of the ocean on the ocean floors? Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of assumption to that. Austin, you got anything to... Yeah, yeah. One of the things we didn't get to, one of the most acknowledged and well-known fundamental assumptions and problems with it is you can't get entirely... Uh, you can't get entire elemental isolation. Can't get entire elemental isolation in the first place to even determine decay rate. So let's just pretend that doesn't exist and then we can do some calculations and make up stories. And a $2 super chat. Oh, I'll check into that. Eyes. The spice is real. $2 from Magellan. Witsit is the poster child for Dunning-Kruger. You love you too. Thank you for the support and the response. And another $5 super chat from Magellan. There is very little going on behind Witsit's bovine grin. Uh... I still love you, and so does the creator. Thank you for the continued support and both of those responses, Witsit. And then a $10 super chat from David D. Ranerez. Were both elephants, were both extent elephants on the ark? If no, you have so few animal pairs need to create new species per generation to see current phylogeny. If yes, the ark needs to be orders of magnitude larger. Uh, so the, there were, the, one of the um, misconceptions about the ark was that there was only two of every kind brought in the animal on the ark. Uh, there are actually seven uh, of each clean animal and then two of the rest that were brought on. And you also do not have to bring, um, you know, full grown animals on. You can bring babies. And if these animals are already walking to the ark uh, under the um, kind of the influence of, of the, the creator, if, if God is guiding them, then God can guide them to wherever they have to go and, and help get their populations restarted. Um, so I think that that would have uh admittedly it's a supernatural influence but we're talking about philosophy yeah exactly we acknowledge that and it's kind of weird that like in the opener for proving evolution it's always like this wouldn't work on the arc let's say hypothetically you did verify that like that doesn't prove evolution but uh yeah anyway he, he answered it pretty thoroughly so there you go thank you for those responses and the super chat david a two dollar super chat from michaelion Spinning ball flying through an infinite vacuum. That's got to be for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I'll, thank you for that super <laughs> chat and the response. And a $10 super chat from Virginia Botanist. What's it? Why do families of plants show different geographic distribution today? according to the position of ancient Guanoan supercontinent. Plate tectonics is shown by the seafloor spread. 
Why are plants geographically distributed based on the what? The position of the ancient, I know I'm saying this wrong, Gadawana supercontinent. Gadwana. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's a cool story. That it's, It seems like it's so weird. There's this double standard where people that are anti-creationists can literally just make up stories about billions of years, and I'm supposed to answer for them. But yeah, there's geographical distribution based on climate and a fluctuation of variables. I don't know why that would be confusing. And the seafloor, what, what how does the seafloor help any of your claims of some species turning into another one or that you have a change in domain? I don't. It doesn't help you at all. Um, but geological uh, geological fields are built heavily on assumption, and this is well known, and it's a thing that gets misrepresented by people that aren't actually in the field. Thank you. Yeah, people oh. who aren't in the field like you who don't understand that that um, is very well evidenced. Dude, you admitted a second earlier that like, oh, I you didn't know. You just know that a geologist that must know. Oh, don't, I, don't project. I, well, I know the chemistry. I don't know all of geology. Correct. And I'm There's a lot of geological to, assumptions. I'm not going to can... be... I'm not going to be like you and just pretend that I know every single scientific subject. I don't know everything, I know. but I know that you can't uh, get elemental isolation for radiometric dating. And he has to be the oh, final word because it was for keep, him. Oh, no, you could say something. It's still your side. But the, the keep, with, uh, So, like, with, with the plants, I mean, uh, if, um, if pre-flood someone liked a particular plant if, if the technology was different back then when they were building pyramids and stuff someone could have brought a plant uh from one place to another they brought cherry blossoms to dc so you can people could move plants around back in the past and then they they put them where, where they put them so you want if you like a plant but you have to move to another country for some reason if it grows there you're probably going to take a seed or two with you how would that how does that support evolution i'm just i don't understand Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know how that would support evolution. But, okay. Tectonic drift would take millions of years. Yeah, how does a plant... I just don't even... What's? I don't... Okay. Whatever the connection is there. Full story, bro. And all right. Thank you for the super chat, Virginia, and the answers panel. And a $5 super chat from David Velaire. Witsit, you are doing the same lame routine that you do. I love you, and so does the creator. There you go. Thank you so very much, David, for the support and super chat and your response. And another $2 super chat from David. Extreme situations do not negate the rule. I need to substantiate this alleged rule. It's not science if you don't do that. What's extreme? Yeah, yeah. No specificity what, what, what there. What qualifies but... as extreme? Thank you, and both times, David, as well as your responses, and then $10 from the science of science, why does, why does Snake sound like Brenda? No idea. Thank you so much for the super chat, the science of sciences, and your response, and then... David D. Ranerez, $5 super chat for Austin. When did you stop bringing evidence to debates and start going through a Rolodex of fallacies to sound intellectual without having an argument? Yeah, so uh, if you understood what the definition of a logical fallacy is, you would know that it's 
an invalid argument. So when your opponent makes an argument that's invalid and logically fallacious, like the way that you debate is you point that out, right? And uh, that doesn't mean your conclusion's wrong, but it means that what you're proposing to support it is wrong. So if I, the fact that I have to constantly call out fallacy shows the problem. And of course, I do bring evidence when I have a positive claim. Um, I we, we acknowledge this is a philosophical claim of intelligent design, but of course, I can definitely bring tons of positive evidence for intelligent design. It's everywhere. But the main problem is that this was supposed to be evolution on trial, and they're supposed to substantiate their positive claims. And really, it's just this long, drawn-out vocalization of the hatred of the idea of an intelligent designer. It's much less about the illusory disguise of science. So we were just trying to hold them accountable on their claims because we acknowledge philosophy while they claim science falsely when it's actually religion. Well, my just partner... Just to quickly respond to that. Is that yeah. okay, Snake? Mm -hmm. um, so let's just play his game and say that this is all about evolution on trial. Um, if this and was hatred truly a trial, God. yeah, if this was truly a trial, uh, innocent until proven guilty. So your burden of proof would have been significantly less. The point is, in a debate, you <laughs> have equal burdens, and you clearly did not establish that. Uh, what are you talking? Okay, and well, also I get to address this. I get to address it. Snake, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Also, so she doesn't hate God, so. I didn't. I didn't say. I, okay, whatever. Vitriolic dislike of the idea of a creationist mm -hmm. and moral accountability. That's my opinion, and it's a generalization. It's not. But it's a generalization, and she specifically said, "Who said I believed in God?" Right. I mean, when you said that she believed in God, but who cares? I, I don't. Do I don't care. I said that you can't say fairly that if you're an evolutionist, you are exclusionist to other religions because I'm a religious person, and I. I never said religion. that. I said the. You opposite did in of, your literal first speech that if you or maybe it was pitch. I can't remember. But I said the person, opposite. One person said that evolution excludes all other forms of thought and religions, and that's not true. Yeah, I specifically said in my opener, right, to make sure I Christians went ahead and got ahead of it, are. that actually they're, they're different. But I just, I just want to acknowledge that you guys saying that over the course of billions of years, evolution took place, and this is how it happened, and this is what it is, is a positive claim, okay? You have the burden of proof to substantiate that positive claim. It has a ton of, ton of things you just want us to grant you, and then pretended science if you want to philosophically think that it's more logical to think there's no creator or whatever that's cool admit that it's philosophical that's the fundamental difference here you have the burden of proof the name is literally evolution on trial debate i didn't make it up okay i'd be happy to go evolution versus creationism it's a layup no i just alley to nathan over and over it's not difficult i'm just saying that you guys have uh you know a scientific substantial burden of proof that you could not in any way validate and you conflate religion with science you showed that was multiple times that you don't understand the evidence, um, and we we showed how science, uh, how evolution follows the scientific method. And I would like to hear one fallacy we committed. Oh yeah, bet you begged the question over how? and over and over. Yeah, because whenever we asked you how to substantiate that plant life will turn into animal life, you said we showed that it's possible that it could happen. Therefore, it must have happened. Nope. Yes, you're still well, missing the prediction part. And it's, then it's you didn't show wait wait if you made a prediction that plants turned to animals you'd have to then go see that happen to verify the prediction my dude so it, you don't it's something turning science. into plants oh. and animals and that's the last that's Nathan said so that's the last we're moving forward because it has to be their side oh, I mean, so, can I just so like yeah, we you did, absolutely can you can keep it the same you can keep like if you want to have fair um, non non moved goalposts we have to stay in the domain of philosophy, but that's why during the debate I did ask if you are going to consider evolution a science. And that is once you say yes, you are removing yourself from the philosophy, uh, philosophical bubble and you're putting yourself into 
a pool of scientific scrutiny and the, the burden of proof is much greater for a scientific claim than a philosophical claim. And thank you so much for that, David, for the super chat and then the panel for the responses. Sending in love from Sunflower, a member for 18 months, sending in a heart emojis, and we are sending that love right back to Sunflower. In fact, if you enjoy Modern Day Debate, did you know that you can hit that join button and get extra juicy perks like all sorts of emojis and fun things? And so come on board. And thank you so much, Sunflower, for that comment. And then $10 super chat from Jack Hardgrave. Witsit claimed at timestamp one hour, eight minutes, that the heat problem could be solved by quantum fluctuations and electromagnetic manipulations. Ex explain exactly how this works or you're full of crap. Okay, yeah, like I said, for example, muon decay, for example, which I don't believe all these subatomic particle claims, actually everything's a little vortex, and we make up all kinds of claims, and we have all kinds of evidence that has been consistently denied, like you have the electroweak theory that eventually was accepted and integrated into standard particle physics at Stanford, but the point is that there's a unified theory, everything is intrinsically electromagnetic, we see all kinds of fluctuations and, and significant structural changes that are not actually limited to material composition on the quantum scale, and that's all that you would need to actually fluctuate... Uh, decay rate, some type of like major electromagnetic phenomena would change the actual decay rate due to manipulating the structure on this smallest scale. And that's just one of many uh, examples. And I would like to just point this out right away. Like, dude, I've been trying to debate. There are people in the chat saying like, I'm scared to debate uh, whatever creationism. Like, I've been trying to get an atheist to debate me about creationism, just the philosophy of it and the logic of it. Like R and raw example, people are afraid to debate creationism versus atheism because it's logically bankrupt so there's my shout out into the ether if anyone thinks that they can debate me about that i would happily do so because uh once we get this out of the scientific realm where it where it belongs in the philosophy well then logically of course evolution would get decimated so yeah you don't even understand the question the question was how would um what you proposed your word salad um get rid of the heat from the heat problem and all you said was yeah we can speed up the decay rate that's the no, problem that you is don't the understand, heat I guess. you don't understand because that is the heat problem what you're proposing is the cause of the heat problem which and you never proposed a way to get rid of the heat can you show me that when you change decay rate with electromagnetic fluctuation that you've predicted and measured the actual heat that's given off by the electromagnetic quantum fluctuation coming from the background medium known that to be a zero zero energy and vacuum point energy can you, can you show me that you, yeah. you don't know. You have no idea what the heat given off of some type of zero or vacuum energy fluctuation within a molecular structure is. So you're just, you're making up pseudoscientific claims with calculations. So, so now you're claiming that the state of earth rock is that during the flood? During the flood? Why does that have to be during the flood? There could be because electromagnetic- Because you're proposing conditions that are like plasma heat, um, core of the sun type conditions. Why does it have, no, electromagnetic fluctuation from a background medium? Like, and actually, like more so, I think what Tesla says, which is if you throw the uh, background infinitesimal prodigious worlds of velocity, it would manifest as material. I don't know what just happened there. So, yeah, I think that that would fluctuate the actual um, the structure itself. That would change the decay rate. And it doesn't have to give off immense heat to do that. It would be a material composition change instantly. And quantum is actually supporting this very idea. So just saying that it would be a certain temperature doesn't make it reality. 
we can observe what temperature happens when that happens. Really? Can you cite the paper that showed that the electromagnetic fluctuation? To specific, to, uh, can you do that to a specific atom? Like down to an atom, you can you can tell how much heat is being released by by what going down in valence or energy or uh, that going down in valence energy has to do with electrons that are or uh, that oh. are within the molecule, but decay is happens to the nucleus of the molecule. Um, it, there is there are things like electron capture and stuff like that, but um, so so yes, different um, elements decaying will will give off different heat. Okay, in an atom to atom um, heat signature, like each at, at, at one particular atom as it decays will give off so much heat. Reliably, yes. And I am going to actually answer this next super chat, but our panelists are always welcome to as well. $10 from the McCree Naturalist. Could we get an evolutionary debate by any chance? I don't know if creationists could deal with it, though, trying to put the God of the Gap theory in. So I'll let any one of you respond, but I just want to put in there that at like Witsit just put into the ether as said I want to just remind everyone that modern day debate is always looking for either current or new debaters and so if you have a roster of debates a little bit of experience or just some tough grit and you know that you want to step into the ring feel free to contact us the email with the description below right below us but Yes, it looks like, I will say, they're looking for creationist debate, so we at least have someone out there looking for one themselves. They, they want a creation versus evolution or, or an evolution versus evolution? Because, like, I know there's evolution, there's a gradualism school of evolution, there's a punctuated equilibrium Specifically, they would like an evolutionary psychology debate. All right. Well, just to specify specifically what I'm laying the gauntlet down for, and I wouldn't mind someone like Arn Raw, is atheism. Versus creationism, because atheists are afraid to debate the logical parameters and implications of their worldview, and uh, it gets messy. So I, everyone's scared to take it. Atheism, creationism. That's the debate. And uh, if it's so, creationism so stupid, it should be an easy debate, right? Just debate the philosophical, logical parameters of the two worldviews. But it seems a little bit uh, difficult to get someone to take it. Uh, I'll take it. Debate. It happens like every five seconds. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'll take it. Like, if, if YouTube you find is no one else, flooded with that debate. It's gonna, it's gonna be. Well, Snake, could you not interrupt me while we debated about it? You think we both interrupt each other? That's kind of how discussions work. All right, man. Well, I'm not interested in a debate where every time I try to make a point, but we'll we'll talk I, I about it. I try not to interrupt. Really, I'm sorry if I step on your it's all toes. Okay. Yeah, At I some point, I do have to kind of step in and assert some of my time, but yeah. And I thought it has been a great debate, and I've been enjoying the lively discussion. And all right, we're moving forward. Another super chat from Mike Kalyon. Observable, measurable, testable, and repeatable. Hey, about you guys. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Clearly, they're saying that the your question? claim is not doing that, and it's not scientific. It's not repeatable that we can predict uh, genetics of viruses, um, pandemics. I am um, 
now looking through the comet, they are specifically, their last one was addressing the spinning ball flying through infinite vacuum, it looks like. Four lights experiment and Michelson-Morley experiment. I want to clarify this too. Coherent electromagnetic fluctuations within a zero point uh, charge cascade have no heat effect. It actually has a cold effect, the centripetal coherent field of charge distribution, uh, which was said in the chat. And that's exactly my point. You actually would avoid the whole heat problem. I don't care if some creationists want to like not understand how energy works. Sorry, I have to just correct that. Go, go back, whatever you're saying. Anything Nicholson Morley? What are, we, what are we talking about? I'm all what? about it. They just says, yeah, something about the spinning ball. But I do want to sit too, like as far as what like certain creationists, and this is, I'm not meaning any offense to any creation um, institutes or anything out there. This is more like an open rebuke to sharpen iron. But uh, we have to really look at, at like uh, what the, the Bible says and trying to cling to uh, like globe models or evolution. You're appealing to the world by trying to sound like w sticking with the globe, but you already deny evolution. So you're already a science denier in that regard. So it's like you got to be all or nothing with, with the Bible. It, it's difficult to do, but it's something that we, we should do scientifically. We're going to try to um, have the Bible ha be a little bit more valid or validated as it is already by uh, empirical experiments. But because I create that creation institute, I'm going to I'm going to look into that that rate team uh, heat decay chain because it does kind of like math. I, I can write, you know, two apples plus four oranges on a on a, a piece of paper. It's it's math is not always science. So. And I appreciate both of those. I want to let the, it's not technically the evolution side, but it is any uh, observable, measurable, testable, repeatable in respect to the ball in a vacuum. Spinning ball flying through infinite vacuum. I just want to make sure Snake and CP, in case you wanted to have the final word. I... I... Would love to litigate flat earth in the next 10 seconds, but unfortunately, it's not enough time. Sending love to all of our super chatters. Sending love to all of our uh, panel. And $10 super chat from... That was funny hearing not enough time from evolution. Uh, perspective because they're like long time uh, <laughs> I'll need to evolve uh, a little bit first not enough time man you're already at the top we're very specially made infinite time five dollar super chat from the science of science Snape is definitely Brenda same logic and voice okay it's, it's not you You guys the, I just gotta say that the creationist gotta show uh, more Morality Ooh. than that. That's my. Who point. is Brenda? What is this reference? Brenda's just Brenda's another some debater. person. Oh, yeah, okay. But, yeah, I just think that's distasteful. Uh, unconditional love. Snake. You're much uh, less unbearable. <laughs> oh, so then, then I took though. a shot. <laughs> like, yeah, it it's like you know we get that a lot, so we should just try to take the high road. I feel like Snake. Can you send me your that that PowerPoint your opener? Sure. Thank you. Thank you so very I'm, much. I'm it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. P panel. And I would also agree this has been a lot of fun. $5 super chat from the science of science again. If you claim science and can't provide it, you lose, Brenda. Hey, uh, I, I will be right back. I'm sorry. 
Send in love. I'll keep on saying we always want our questions to be more directed towards the positions and the people themselves, but we always appreciate the support, so I want to thank you, Science of Science. Hey, if, if this person wants to debate Brenda, email me and we'll set it up. There we go. We're getting debates, is, and we there's always There's no one named love... Brenda on this panel, is there? Like, yeah, no? there's no Brenda. That's, I just, I don't know. That's And so, sending love... Earth is life, five dollar super chat. Wow. Oh, you know what? This is four wits. It. Give me one second. We'll come back to that. Well, here's a spicy one for the other side. At a three dollar super chat from Keegan. How do I become smart as CP? Though maybe that's not spicy, because, yeah. I don't well, know. Is he being sarcastic? That I'm trying to figure out, too. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just reading it like it says. Send in love, Keegan. Thank you so very She's much. Smart. I'm pretty sure it's the wine. It's the wine, yeah. Make sure you have three glasses of wine before every debate. It also makes listening to weird arguments a lot more bearable. I'm just going to throw that out there. Weird. And... Come on, now. Weird. <laughs> Give I like me. to think logically sound premises, but okay. From you, Pitch. From you. We love <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. Thank you. Right back at you. All love. The right kind of love. Good good love. Truthful love. Unconditional. Sometimes tough, but, you know, that's like, if like someone's doing heroin, you want to be like, hey, you should stop with the heroin. The next batch <laughs> might not do it for you. Even if they love it, you got to be like, hey. And just, but no, it's all, it's all love. It's all love. I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. got more super chats coming in. Send in love from Earth is Life. Five dollars says, "Wow, it's almost exactly when Witsit tries to debate Flat Earth, Flat Earth. and brings absolutely no evidence." I <laughs> know. Uh, you know what's so crazy, man? It's like, doesn't just repeating baseless scripts like get kind of old? <laughs> you know. Like if if we show you like consistent planar measurement and all engineering projects use that and when Nathan shows the four the four light like relay, we show all these different pieces of evidence consistently in different conditions that show a planar nature to the earth. Why just keep baselessly claiming that there's no evidence when you have to just like claim your your deity refraction gets you out of all of it? So you, you can claim that you don't think the evidence is true because you believe refraction always saves the globe, but stop saying that there's no evidence and show no one brings any evidence. Show refraction making lights look straight on an exponentially curved surface, even though they're linearly spaced. Just show that with refraction. You If you claim to know the variables and the math, just set up the experiment using that, and then you're good to go. You'll never do it. Never do it. $2 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Earth is Life. $2 super chat from the Science of Science again. Thank you for all the love and support. Can we get a Witsit and Primetime 99 team up? Hey. I'll be down. You got one on board. We just need to... Uh, I can text. I can text. Out. It just depends on what, what we're going to debate, I guess. Thank you so very much, Science of Science. $5 to the jokester for everyone. 
Is there no way that intelligent design and evolution can both be true? Good debate, Snake, and Witsit, kiss, and make up. I'm going to pass. But uh, I'm going to pass on the kiss part. I still love you, though, Snake, and so does the creator. And uh, yeah, actually, creationism is the only way, even in theory, that evolution could exist. And it still can, but I'm just saying. Like, um, I guess technically a creator can do anything, right? Just We all know that their motivation for evolution is to propose something without a creator. And I think that good faith acknowledgement of this, instead of some like tactical attempt to pretend that isn't true, is definitely the way that you progress the conversation. Whatever. Well, it's, it's patently not true because we have theists advocating for evolution. In fact, they're the majority of advocates for evolution. Um, but yeah. What? Most people are theists. Most people believe in evolution. Most Excited? biologists are religious, even though less than the normal population. My partner, I, would, my, I would love to see you my cite partner that. Uh is not denying god in fact affirming the existence of god um and okay. i don't connect uh, germane to this question i don't connect uh atheism to evolution at all because evolution being true does not prove atheism and it doesn't disprove any religion that's right but, but you were hyper infatuated you were hyper infatuated with it in your presentation and that's because that's the way that it's actually viewed when people are honest and sure there's exceptions to the situation but we all know that. And like, look, I could just prove this by asking you a simple question, right? So if evolution doesn't exist, do you agree that there would have to be intelligent design? I don't know. Okay. So and it's just, it's really not that complicated. Because because I don't make conclusions based on fallacies. If evolution is not true, true <laughs> it's a fallacy to simply conclude that intelligent design is true by default. But, no, I mean, but yes, my, my entire opener logic. was not hostile to religion itself. Mm. It was hostile to the creationist version of religion, but it didn't debunk God. And yes, I, I believe a much greater creator would create a, un a clockwork universe that could evolve on its own and he wouldn't have to step in and do things himself. This to so, just say a so God creationist could create religion? God could create life and then it would evolve. That's why I, biogenesis is a separate topic. Snake, snake. When you said that you didn't critique religion, you just critique a creationist religion. Can you can you tell me what that right. means? Like what that means is it doesn't debunk the idea of a God. It only debunks the idea of the creationist version of events. And snake to, <laughs> to address what you had said there with um a creator would create life that can evolve according to the definition of evolution that is like a change in uh, gene frequency over time the creator did exactly that like human dna has been changing for thousands of years and so the, the creator actually did do exactly that because like natural selection is a very good thing to help try to get the best genes to allow for for survival for your uh, where you're living and everything and so that that is actually um that that's exactly what we are are observing is is um a creator that would use a not not the macro evolution uh, um, claim of, of common ancestor, but we do evolve continuously. I mean, that that part of that definition of evolution, I, I don't think anybody denies. Right. Yeah. And like I said, you can you can believe in both. Right. It's just like we know what really goes on. and We could we can lie about it if we want to. But most uh, almost every atheist believes in evolution. Let's just say that. And 
I just want to send a double love Ooh. to the jokester. I thought this has been a fantastic debate myself, and thanks for the love. $5 super chat from Barry Switzer. Please make novel testable prediction with creationism. Complete open-ended with intelligent design outside of space, time, and matter. Of course, it actually acknowledges the necessary antecedent for this place to exist in the first place and having something outside of space, time, and matter, and then having to have intention and coherent process of determination. And I won't go too much into that because, like I said, I want someone to actually debate it, but atheists are scared to debate the logical implications of their worldview, like I said. I didn't hear a prediction. Cool. And okay, uh, yeah, so anything I, I... that exists can be predicted with an with a intelligent designer outside of space, time, and matter. That's not a novel prediction. It has to be a prediction that only your thing makes. Okay, there will be a commonality between all organisms. And my, I just, I just developed this this amazing type of app. I mean, Minnesota invented the Honeycrisp apple. Say that family in in ten generations, they want their their kids to be keep on pumping out the Honeycrisp apples. Uh, they're gonna want those apples that, and they're gonna be able to get them because they're gonna be able to to select for the traits that keep getting them Honeycrisp apples. Whereas evolution, if you went many, many, many generations out, you start getting, you know, who, who knows what, because it's blind, random, by default, by definition, you can't make predictions, uh, especially novel ones with evolution. You can't tell what you're going to get in the future. Rats didn't know they were going to become us, according to the uh, I, the philosoph philosophy of evolution. Yeah. Can you guys give me a novel us. prediction of evolution? I gave you several. Well, give me one right now, fossil. a novel one, a novel one. Archaeopteryx and Tiktaalik. But um, so so you're that's a new, you just came up with a new prediction for evolution. I'm talking about the ones that have been tested, not not one that I can make now that creation is going to say that a creator is going to make something that its fossil structure resembles a type of reptile bird. It, uh, but what? No one. God's no creation. What does novel that. mean? It means um, I already explained this. That only it predicts. Like you can say creationism predicts the sun will rise tomorrow, or that in a few generations, apples will still be apples. Well, evolution makes the same prediction, so it's not okay. novel. Well, okay, evolution we have metaphysical components, and our information is stored in the water more efficiently than any other element. And that if we fast and don't actually consume food, that will cure all illness. There's a so prediction. Amy, so, um, so breatharianism Amy. is is the rebuttal at this point if you fast you can cure illness yeah yes okay lots of people have um, cinematic so, wants to say something oh yeah um so my students are actually doing a debate tournament in eight hours so i would very much like to get to sleep before it um i really want to thank everybody for allowing me onto this panel and you know great discussion and you know um come on to debate cafe if you guys want to continue this we would love to have you and i'm sure snake will tell you more about that um but yeah i'm sorry i have to go my kids are competing tomorrow pretty early in the morning so um yeah. not at all Bye. i want to thank you for joining us for this lovely debate and i hope that your students have a great time debating themselves thank you mm. bye and wonderful practice uh, you will see the video just like this for a second but we have still some more super chats to go i am going to give a warning though if you want to guarantee that your question is asked now is the time to do so this is the final countdown for all of the fun but you actually have two in a row with it 
uh, fans out there, that is. Samuel King for $5 is saying, Wits it out there slaying dragons, a.k.a. serpents. Uh, and then, right back to back, the Science of Science for $2 wants to know, how can we donate to Wits it? Or sign Wits it gets on Cash App or PayPal.me slash in a world. <laughs> And all right, thank you, Samuel, and thank you, Science of Science. Mentally Divergent also says, great job keeping your cool, bro. Much love, and yeah, bless your fam. Uh, uh, much love. God bless. Back. Amen. Thank you so very much, Mentally Divergent, for your super chat and those responses. And then... David, another super chat, $5. Everyone knows what a fallacy is, wits it. We're not in a DeVry, whatever community college cl philosophy class you went to. No one's impressed. Bye. Uh, I would just like to say I'm, I'm actually very um, green when it comes to fallacies and whatnot. I don't know much about them at all. So not everybody knows like fallacies and whatnot. I yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's important, and uh, I, I didn't go to community college. Uh, I dropped out of college, though, and I went to a private school. It doesn't matter. And uh, the point is that logical consistency is very important. That's the only way that any type of proposition can be considered viable or logically tenable. So it's very simple. It's just important. I mean, it's basically been a thing since people began to think. So it's pretty important, I would yeah, logic is important. Logic. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why the fallacies True. exist. True. I'm learning them. I'm learning them. Uh, a few of them. Yeah, it's a process. They're, they're good. And then it a is, $5 super a chat from Coffee Mom. Can Team Evo explain to Team Skeptic the problem of a giant boat full of animals that only has one tiny window. I'll try. So, I alluded to it earlier where you have to have a lot of evolution within kinds in order to fit, to have all the species that exist today go back to one common ancestor so that you have few enough that will fit onto the ark um and so that creates a problem because they have to put in so much evolution into the kinds that it's more evolution than it would take to connect the kinds or they have to severely restrict the kinds and then there's no more room on the ark so there's so the heat problem also <laughs> makes the ark not there's no ocean uh, the wood of the Ark is radioactive and killing Noah and his crew. Um, but if we ignore that, uh, we uh, still have the problem of room. There's never been a really cohesive um, explanation of how you have enough room. Even if you get enough of the animals to actually physically be on there, you have to shovel poop. You have to have food. So half, more than half the boat actually needs to be dedicated to food, uh, clean water. Um, it's just a logistical nightmare and a boat that large can't even float we've built boats that are smaller than that of wood and they're too large to even they're not seaworthy so 
I'm sure I'm missing a lot of stuff, but that's a lot of the major problems right there is you don't have enough labor to take care of everything and or space to store food and water, let alone the animals. Can animals Whoa. hibernate? Just, I'm just curious, like, because animals, I think uh, animals would be would be would be able to sleep a majority of the time. Uh, just to, I don't know if we get a chance to respond to that. Like, I, I think that those what you address would be true um, if the animals were not also under the influence of of the creator who's trying to guide them so that their populations are able to carry through the flood and then make it to dry land or and, and be able to repopulate their their population so i mean in the well, hypothetical yeah, could... scenario, scenario there's supernatural intervention right so it's like yeah in that scenario to claim what would or wouldn't be possible it's kind of doesn't make sense i mean i get that that's frustrating i get that i mean i'll give you that that's why we admit it's philosophy yeah, you could you can solve the heat problem with a miracle. You can solve anything with a miracle. We don't um, even need a miracle. Not... I showed you specific science that would solve the heat problem. I don't care about whatever you know institute <laughs> you, you didn't. Come up with. You showed conditions that are not possible on the Earth, um, as a uh, in the Earth's crust, um, and some quantum mechanical mumbo jumbo. Okay, send me there. send me that. Okay, no problem. Can you read it? Uh, anyway, uh, what uh, I thought I was going to say something else, but oh, well, the hibernation. Um, yeah, some animals can hibernate, but they still have to eat. Actually, that that was a misconception that I recently learned about. Is they don't just conk out all winter; they actually have to eat. Um, so, and drink water. And all right, thank you so very much for those responses. And then two dollar super chat from David. Austin, also stop misgendering people. What does that do that? Think that's more in response, I guess, to the super chatters. If I had to guess, that were coming in, and so thank you so much, David, for your super chat and the support, and five dollars super chat from Samar Farseen. Odds for one chromosome to happen by chance are one in three billion factorial. At one try per second, the universe needs to be zillions of zillions years older. I am that one for? not a hundred percent sure. I guess like, I yeah, I guess that would be for you. If I had to guess, I would say it's for you. Can you repeat it? Absolutely. Odds for one chromosome to happen by chance are one in a billion uh, factorially. At one try per second, the universe needs to be zillions of zillions years older. Right. That would be true if anybody thought that chromosomes were formed simply by random nucleotides just coming together in the correct sequence, and that's not even close to how that happens or how anyone thinks it happens. Yeah, so, so we don't know how it happens. Bad, I mean, really why are you bad saying math. that? Well, the, the basic hypothesis would be that there are some random uh, sequences. They all have a function because they're all chemically active. So among some of them, they're going to have some functions. They're going to cooperate. This has been experimentally verified that 
random mutations will to RNA will actually be able to create self-replicating RNA. And um, from there, they evolve. They don't just, you don't just start with a modern human chromosome and just assemble it in its current sequence from scratch. That That's where that math comes from and it's completely unrealistic. You don't know. And I just gave you an experiment. I was going to say, technically, there you go. You got the last word. <laughs> That's all I needed. Uh, $5 from Conspiracy Tunes. Misgendering is not loving. Stop pretending to be on the side of the creator misgendering haters. Any- um, I don't know what you're talking about. So, you know, gender is a social construct. Whatever, bro. Stop, and, stop uh, well, well, God is a weird. woman, so... That's a cool okay. story that you make claims about something you don't believe in. It was a joke. And Creators a spirit outside of the construct uh, confinement of male or female. It was a joke. Yeah. $10 he's the father, actually, because he's authority. To global markers, Snake, do you know the odds of complex life arising from a cooling giant hunk of molten rock? It's not a rhetorical question. Hint, Santa Claus being real is more likely. Yeah, the odds are one. So 100%. Thank you for that response and your super At least chat. on Earth. Uh, it happened because it, it, it's 100% because it happened. <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> we're here. That it had to happen. We're here and we're the here. evidence shows that there was <laughs> that... Life came from there. We're here. <laughs> well, and I see Better than look at the trees. We are on the last one or two Super Chats, and so if a Super Chat does not come in before those, we are about to head out. I really do want to thank Snake, CP, Witsa, and Nathan, and of course our lovely audience out there for joining us tonight. But a $5 Super Chat from Professor Parks, Ph.D. Evolution does not preclude the existence of God, Witsit. Yeah, I know. But my opponent's entire opening presentation was comparing it to a God. And we know that in reality, the reason that it's so desperately clung on to, as in, it was pro- propagating fake evidence for decades, and provably so, was because they needed to try to explain existence without intelligent creator so they could justify ethnic supremacy, eugenics uh, programs, uh, moral relativism, nihilism, and apathy uh, to misguide people to make them more controllable because people are more prone to slave mentality when they are nihilistic. We really want to know the truth about it, and they're very clear about the fact that they're ethnic supremacists when it comes back to the origin. Not to say that people are now, but of course, they've just fallen for the trick. So long story short, of course not. The only way you could even pretend evolution could happen would be to invoke a creator, uh, not to just say, oh, well, it must have happened because here we are. You'd have to actually acknowledge the mathematical statistical impossibility of those nucleotides turning into what we now know to be the immaculate complexity of life. I'm so skeptical I... that they can form life, by the way. Just saying that those chemicals can become life. I'm skeptical of that claim. Yeah. So I um I completely reject moral relativism. Um I realize 
I, I am actually crusading against my fellow atheists uh, um, because I think that they that moral relativism is bad. Um, but um, good job, bro. I yeah, Good. but I never did I say that evolution or any of the evidence that I presented disproves God, did I? No, I never said you did, but you were putting it against God for whatever reason. Against the creation story. That's it. Can I like, Are just... you instinct instinctively know to be mad about the Bible though, out of all the religions? But pitch, go ahead. I, I I wasn't instinctively mad. I chose to go to a Christian school because I was interested in learning the Bible and I thought it would be a great place to learn about God. But if it's just against creationism, why do you why do you instinctively know there's something about the Bible? Like the atheists always single out the Bible. I'm just saying. I mean, it's because they know they know that there's some truth there. But I've got three Qurans back here that I've marked up because I attack the Quran too. Well, and I I do think with evolution, like God could use evolution. I think if God did use evolution or the the creation, if we're going to assume that God is is there and God made everything how God made things would attribute to the character of God. So uh, with evolution, uh, you have, if God did evolution, you have all of this death bringing man into the world, where if it's the biblical God, you have man that was made uh, and then brought death into the world through the fall. So that uh, I think there are some moral implications that uh, can be brought about and also attributes of the creator, uh, worshiping a creator that can get it right right away is different than worshiping a creator that has to let life go through a lot of suffering and mistakes and mutations and everything and some that don't quite work out but some kind of eventually get their way there so i think it does say a lot about the creator uh depending on which mechanism uh the creator chooses to use and you cannot be an atheist and think there's moral objectivity if you're an atheist you have to be a moral relativist so you have to claim that uh, morality is subjective because if there's objective morality which means they're a linear code of ethics, then what intention put that in place? So that's that's why you have to be a uh, moral relativist if you're atheist. Sorry. This is why what atheists won't debate What you just described is moral relativism. I don't care about an intention. I care about moral facts. If, there, if God knows moral facts, then those facts are, exist independently. They're just facts, and we can reason to them without a God. So... I am an atheist <laughs> and a moral realist. Uh, we can no, have that okay, debate. Right. We can have yeah. that debate. Oh, I want to have it with someone a little bit bigger on the subject, probably, but maybe. Well, bigger yeah. on the subject? I don't know what that yeah, means. Like a better but I have... channel. I want Aaron Raw or someone to step up to the plate and stop hiding behind different debates and then acknowledge atheism's implications. Well, it does Aaron bring Raw's us... not. not uh, he's an atheist. I don't think he's a moral realist. But I do want to make a, a quick comment. Sorry, sure. Amy. No, uh, the, the, uh, it seems to me that the god who the god of creationism it has some moral problems of his own because one he set up everything knowing in full advance what would happen uh, making absolutely no attempts to educate or prevent it um but also he creates 99 percent of life forms just to kill them off completely in the flood so i think that there's some problems there as well he was sad about it and with god god did know man would choose to fall it's through man's own free will that we brought death of our own kind plus all the animals and plants into this world and i think that our creator is so so smart and has so much foresight that they are able to say okay once man falls this is how mutations should occur in animals and in plants and how they're going to be able to survive and adapt to their environment or vary to their have variation that will allow them to live so i think 
that our creator was able to set a wind down to the mutations and, and to what we see now, knowing it's free will to us to choose to fall. But once we did, God had a plan set to, and ready to go to help kind of cradle the fall down. Well, the animals didn't ask for it, did they? Just so stupid to ask why bad things would happen. What would be the alternative? It would be that we're robots. Free will automatically allows that to happen. The alternative is there's no purpose to life. It's not even complicated. And then... Not, yeah. Well, no, we it's actually going to give it right back to you, Snake, because yeah. there's a question, actually. Uh, feel free to answer that. But then on top of that, it's Michael Kalion said for $2 saying, how is atheism not a contradiction? Michael Lyon. I don't know what Thank you'd you have so very to. Much, Michael it's a very reasonable mispronunciation. I did it. He's a much better. You'd have to point out the contradiction. I don't know what you think the contradiction is. Um, but yeah, you can have free will and God still not setting us up for failure or, you know, educating us or allowing mistakes. So you want to be a robot? God gave us a book. I for just literally. So getting yep. educated is being a robot? Uh, we gave us instruction manual. That's what Torah means. Directions, instruction. Okay, if you want to talk about contradictions, let's go into the Torah. You would not stand a chance, my brother. <laughs> that Darn sounds it. like a fun debate here on Modern Day Debate, but we're going to a $2 Super Chat. JD on YouTube. Why aren't there chimp humans? Uh, why aren't there chimp humans? Uh, there's a huge ethical concern there, um, and as we know, evolution can separate things that used to be able to breed. Like um, all foxes have different numbers of chromosomes, so like that's one of the problems with the ark. Is okay now. There's like at least a dozen different fox kinds, so you have seven of each fox. Um, none of them can interbreed. They all have different chromosomes. So either that's possible from evolution. Or you have to take on, like, a like dodeca levels of more animals onto the ark. You can get like polyploidy chromosomal mutations, and if you have a, a if you have like a, a duplication of your chromosomal set, and now suddenly you have more chromosomes that have more of a chance to be able to mutate, you're going to be able to get those mutations. And then once you mutate too far away from others in your species. You're uh, in your in your pool. You're not going to be able to. There there can be extremes uh, within the pool. Would be the creationist explanation for for such a phenomenon. And that yeah that on that we agree. So micro evolution is usually agreed to by creationists. Yeah, but it's a misnomer term, just like adaptation. You guys abuse the term, but whatever. Oh, I get the last uh, word. Yes. Word. Okay. There you go. I'm just Rex for $5. Oi, what's it? Debate yeah, me on the funny. age of the earth. <laughs> Challenges up on Discord. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to see. I'm like super busy. I just launched like uh, NASA audits and we're hosting the summit and I'm doing a bunch of stuff. So traveling, traveling in the documentary, blah, blah, blah. So. I can't debate every single person that hits me up. I'm sorry, but maybe, and I don't know the exact age of the earth. I'd say like maximum 10 to 12,000 years. I do know that you make up pseudoscientific claims to act like you know, um, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know who you are or anything like that. 
But thank you very much, Theorist Rex. You guys can always check out also the Modern Debate Discord down there, as well as always hit us up for more fun debates and interlocutors. And all right, $5 from Question the Answers. Snake, why did your essence, or whatever it is, arrange themselves to become you? Have you any answer at all? And if you do, explain why you feel so. Uh, my dad's sperm, I was the winner, got to the egg, and then they grew. So I don't know why my particular cell won over the other ones. I don't know how else to answer that. I don't believe that there's an essence. I believe that I'm cells. So that's yeah. the best I got for you, unless you clarify a little bit. Thank you so very much. Question the answers and your response, Snake. Another super chat for Theorus Rex. He's coming after you. Don't be a coward, Flurfian. Anyone that tries to pretend that I'm scared to debate someone just to gaslight me into debating is very see-through. I debate like everyone about anything that I think. So that's a cool story, bro. Flat Earth is a debate that should happen more. This These types of platforms are how because truth gets heavily censored. So this is where we get to actually get the word out and uh, appeal to people's logic and senses and empirical scientific data. So this is the uh, bring on flat earth debates all, all day long. And we're happy to be a neutral, nonpartisan platform. So thank you so very much, Theorist. And I hope everyone gets their debate on a, another super chat or a super chat from Jay-Z the second. Does Witsit or Nathan understand the transition from plant cell to animal cell in the early stages of life, supposedly billions of years ago? It's not plant cells that became animals. It's a, it's a splitting of the population is, is what, what is, is claimed and what is asking to be shown empirically is, is a split that uh, a, a population be, can become both. And all right, this is going to be the last question of the night for both sides. I really do want to thank all of the friends and family out there for sending all love and support. Question from Nick. He says, a very serious question. How does adaptation differ from evolution? Whoever would like to go first and last. Yeah, so I made it very clear. I think that... Uh... <clears throat> That's like a misnomer that people can see from a creationist perspective because they normally can see within the confinement of like the misdefinition of adaptation as if it's like some ability to, uh, you know, like gain additional information or external information. And he said that it didn't. It comes from the parents. But then you have to obviously keep going with that. and You're going to run into a regression fallacy like the uh, information is already built in so that it can be called upon to then, quote unquote, adapt. Uh, which means that it's evidence for intelligent design. And I, I don't see this said enough in evolutionary debate. And when fully grasped, it is the death of evolution on its face. In order to even invoke, quote-unquote, adaptation, you have to invoke intelligent design because there's a storage of information that can be accessed in order to be able to adapt to the environment. So, Okay. So 
adaptation can happen on an individual level where it's like here in colorado we adapt to the high altitude um but it also germane to evolution happens at a population level so there's genetic adaptation um so they would be if you're talking about the population level adaptation is the same thing as evolution um, because the population is adapting to its environment which means changing genes um so and to address your point about information that's already built in you you have absolutely no evidence of something like it sounds like what you're saying is that there's just genes hanging around waiting to be activated for some new environment when that's not what we see we actually see that genes that are already there mutate and have different functions so no actually if you study sense, epigenetics you would know that's not true bomb brother there yeah, is it's not what we're talking about animals like a, a dog is able to get thicker or thinner fur depending on where it lives but then you also have like there was a lizard that was let go on an island I think in the Mediterranean and it was primarily a plant eating lizard. But then when it switched over to, uh, I think, eating insects, its digestive tract had changed. That information was stored within it to be able to change to its secondary food source, just like how in humans when we eat animal products. We pick up different bacteria in our gut microbiome. It's an adaptation that we have a kind of like a rubber band that we can stretch taut or not if we depending on how it will help us to live. Because life is is what our bodies are designed to do. Yeah, and they used to say that there was junk DNA, and now they're like, oh, turns out it wasn't junk DNA. And Lots of function. Yeah. Yeah, even in the original paper naming junk DNA, they said that it doesn't have, doesn't necessarily have no function. And actually, yeah. it, the function of junk DNA is kind of to hang out and wait to mutate into something useful. Are you claiming so, you fully understand junk DNA? Because it's well known we don't. No one and can't there be code in there that could be useful in science in adaptation. There are no complete sciences. There are gaps in every science. No one understands anything about that. All is, that is just a dishonest tactic, as if everything is in the same boat. If because you, you can never fully understand anything, junk DNA isn't understood very well at all. And epigenetics has shown a huge difference in what we previously thought when it comes to genome and the DNA DNA function. So. Uh, you can pretend whatever you, you guys can't make holistic claims about DNA. But it's been proven wrong time and time again. And it's way no, more complicated and it has way more information storage than you know about. It's biologists publishing peer reviewed papers who discovered these things. So, um, so, so you claim that the information is already built in. Here's a study about uh, salmonella compensatory adaptation to the deleterious effects of antibiotic resistance. So they evolved a new gene for antibiotic resistance. They became less fit. Then they got more and more mutations that fixed what was broken and they kept their uh, resistance and they became more fit than the wild type population. All because of mutations, there was no extraneous uh, information being input. It wasn't pre-existing information. It was all mutated. And it's it wasn't um, epigenetic because they actually have the sequence of genes that changed. I'll let you respond if you want, Witsit, but this is going to be just because a $2 super chat came in, the last one of the night, saying, with uh, same from Theorist Rex, you have a new rival out there. Sending love, Theorist. Thank you for all the love and support. Says he could beat you even while intoxicated. It did seem like you had a final thought on what we were just saying about adaptation, though, so yeah. whatever that final thought is. Yeah, I highly doubt it, but uh, anyway, um, 
yeah the truth is like i'd have to read the specific study you're, you're talking about but the truth is that when it comes to like say you're like human populations live somewhere then they change or whatever it is any population it's like there's actually a very uh not fully understood complexity to the dna and this is well known it's just objective when we look at different people in different conditions they actually change back and forth looking at epigenetics we can prove this uh it's because there's actually a storage of information that's called upon that's built in to uh the dna structure within humans for example so uh yeah it's cool you know um it's a cool story i guess or whatever but the, the truth is that our dna our, our chromosomal structure our genome our dna is very complicated we're very complex intricately designed machines and we don't even understand the brain the heart water storage information etc so that's the reality of the situation if you claim you know everything about the human body you are dilute and on that note I want to thank all of our interlocutors. I want to thank Snake, CP, Witsit, and Nathan. I would like to send a super extra special thanks to everyone working behind the scenes, our mods, and most importantly, you, our audience, for joining us tonight on Modern Day Debate. We are a neutral, nonpartisan platform welcoming everybody from all walks of life. If you're looking for even more, more fantastic debates. We are now all over the internet, including your favorite podcasting platform. So if you enjoy the show, why not share it with your family, friend, or member, or someone you're getting in a debate with? And please don't forget to like follow and subscribe it helps us reach an even wider audience including tonight's debate on evolution on trial with our debaters cp and snake and nathan and witsit here to help us find that answer plus if you like what any of our guests have said tonight all of their links are in the description below Finally, if you're looking for even more fun after the show, feel free to check out our MDD Discord, where we often throw after parties around the topic in the description. With that, I am Amy Newman with Modern Day Debate. We hope you continue having great conversations, discussions, and debates. Goodbye, everyone! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.